The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That is... <laughs> that is my refill jar. <laughs> I just tapped the new kit hey. yesterday. Hey, so you made a kegger or a kegerator out of a fridge? You're one of your little mini fridges, right? No, I bought here. Uh, I bought one. Uh, you guys okay. ready? Yeah, let's Just do it. it. All right. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. What is up, Panther Nation? It is draft night, and welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast. It's the live draft show. Look, my phone alarm is going off. Let me know. Get your ass on the internet and get ready for this NFL draft with Panther fans. I have been advertising that this is the eighth annual draft. I believe I was incorrect. I believe it's the seventh draft party. I believe we started with Kelvin Benjamin. But tonight we carry on the tradition. You guys come to us. COVID brought the the world to the internet with us as we look at the draft together live as it unfolds with Panther fans. The cat calls line is open tonight, 252-228-5098, where you can be a part of the show. We want to hear your thoughts about who the Panthers should take, what will happen in the first 10 picks, and after the pick, call in and let let us know your thoughts on the draft. Tonight, we get to break it down with the usual crew. Cody, Lashney in the house. I know you're pumped. Tony, Don, I've got a beer with a straw in it. If that doesn't tell you I'm fucking ready to go, then nothing will, man. And as always, hope springs eternal around draft time. Man, we're all wanting to see who the next player is that we're going to be cheering for for the next Hopefully 10 to 15 years. We're joined by the most lit fans in Panther fandom. DJ Moore, Trail One, Underground West, Tommy Dot Martin, Shaqed Bartal, Chef Jeff, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. It's draft night. Let's roll. I heard today someone sent me a DM. They said they had a source, but I don't know who that is, that the Panthers were not interested in drafting Isaiah Simmons. This was not related to the to the tweet the tweet we had about the meetings and stuff, but I think this individual saw it. So I know that Greg wants Isaiah Simmons. Greg in the house, hanging out, watching the draft with us, the stat daddy. Are you excited? Oh, I'm super excited, man. And I promise you this morning when I woke up, the first thing that came in my mind was today is the day. So today is the day we're going to find out 
a little bit more about where this franchise is going and uh, what our future is going to be. So I'm super excited. I just want you to look over your right shoulder. My right Greg? shoulder? Oh, yeah. yeah. My wife's out there dancing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's excited for the draft. She is. She is. So I like that. I think you said something very important there is that we get to learn about where this team is going. And we don't know very much about this team. Today I watched a video with Matt Rule. He looked exhausted. That's what I, that came away with. But we don't know much about this team. We don't know much about the roster. We don't know about the vision just yet. We do know some of the coaching staff, and we're learning about them, but we have yet to see any of it really come to fruition. Today, I think is, I mean, maybe we could, you can say we saw a little bit in free agency. Today, I, I think you're right. We get to see a little bit about what this team is prioritizing, how they think about tackling this rebuild. CK in the house. The draft is here, and what I'm most excited about at CK is we finally have something real to talk about, not just speculation. And really, hope springs eternal on draft night for all teams. Um, This should be a night where we walk away enthused to be Panther fans. Do you expect that to happen? I think I, I haven't really experienced a draft where you didn't come away somewhat optimistic. I mean, these guys are going to have film that that indicates that they're they're a, a top tier talent otherwise they're not going in the first round especially at seven so i mean i anticipate coming away feeling uh in, enthusiastic but i also I- expect that there there's probably going to be some disappointment because everybody has their favorites and if we don't draft the person that we want you know then we're going to feel as though it's a failure but until we get a chance to actually review all of that film that we'll by inevitably see a ton of tomorrow uh you know we're we're gonna you know have this sense of disappointment but i think that all in all regardless we're gonna get a player especially if we draft at number seven that is going to impact this franchise for years to come the good news is drafting at seven with marty herney you truly should deliver a top rate talent if you go by his performance in the past One of the things with Marty Herney is not have been afraid to take a position group that you think is already strong. So I think that that's where some of the fear comes in when it comes Mm -hmm. to maybe the wide receiver. And I wouldn't even argue that that is necessarily strong. It's just we we certainly know it's not need based. But he is not he has not really been a need based guy in the first rounds. If you go back to the 2012 draft where he drafted Luke Keekley over a guy like. Well, Morris Claiborne was – we needed a corner really desperately that year. We needed a defensive end. I saw uh, someone mentioning today that they had met with Quentin Copels that year. So the good news is Marty Herney usually shoots true in the first round. The bad news, though, is if, if we do decide to pick a wide receiver, Marty Herney's white whale is the wide receiver. If you think about him, he has never been able to draft anybody beyond – and I'm not even sure if he drafted Smitty. He might have been just taken over the organization at that time. So he might have gotten Steve Smith in the third. But he always was trying to replicate the duo of Masim Muhammad and Steve Smith. And he just couldn't ever get it right. If you think about this, as we could go back to LaFell. LaFell might have been the most successful of the wide receivers he drafted. But you also had Kerry Colbert, Dwayne Jarrett, um, 
There's some other people. Oh, Marnie, or Marnie Edwards. Not high pick, though, for him. But at the same time, guys, this, a lot of rumblings have been happening. And someone just sent me a tweet because I said if we pick a melt, if we have a wide receiver at seven tonight, I'm going to have a meltdown. He said, are you really going to have a meltdown if we get uh, Jerry Judy or who's the other guy that they like? C.D. Uh, Lamb. C.D. Lamb. And I would say, no, I'm not. I mean, I guess when you say it like that, that's that's intriguing because you do like those players. But for me, uh, I would be much more excited if the name that was called was Tua than yeah. Jerry Judy. So yeah. let me give you my opinion on this. If the Carolina Panthers draft a receiver or an offensive tackle this year, the Panthers have no interest in making a legitimate push to be a contender this year. In my mind, if you look at Matt Rule, what he did at Temple, what he did at Baylor, the first year is always uh, tearing down the house, and the second, third year, you're building you're building it up anew. And in my mind, that's what going offense in round one would be. I mean, how would you justify, with all the holes on our defense right now, taking another wide receiver when you already have Curtis Samuel, you already have DJ Moore, now you have Robbie Anderson, and you have Farrell Cooper. Like, there's no roster reason to draft a receiver unless you're thinking, well, we're going to have a different franchise quarterback down the road. Let's make sure he has a true number one by the time he's here, whoever that is. As we just have – so, it just seems this, as I understand, take the best player available, but generally it's. I think it's hard to argue that – between position groups at times, you know, how do you argue if Jerry Judy is the be- is a better player overall than say um, Isaiah Simmons, right? I mean, I don't think you, you know. I mean, yeah. it's is it's kind of like trying to compare different fruits and talk about which is the most the most valuable of the two. And one has the potential to be a once in a lifetime player, while another one is just a really good receiver in a class full of really good wide receivers but i do think you're absolutely right if that pick comes in that really signals to us that this is a team that's trying to create an offense in the future and then and have weapons maybe installed that are getting ready for their prime when you find your guy at quarterback or you could argue too that these guys are not rolling over on offense this year and they're pushing their chips on that side and they're just going to figure it out on defense. The problem is picking an offensive player in the thought of having a season this year in the first round when we don't have anyone on defense seems just ludicrous. Yeah. Well, let me ask it. Just say for a second that we did draft a wide receiver first, like CD lamb or, or, um, uh, Jerry Judy, okay. What does that do for a wide receiver core? I know, Cody, you were mentioning the guys we had. Like, say if we did, what would it be? Would it be him number one and DJ Moore number two? And then do we keep Curtis Samuel the three and then kick out oh, man, Rocky I mean, Anderson or Farrell really, Cooper? Like, who like, knows, man? I mean, yeah. I, would, I would have to imagine that DJ Moore probably get some benefit of the doubt having been here longer. I mean, and Samuel even longer than him, but. I don't know how you draft a receiver in the first round and not give him meaningful snaps at the X receiver position. So yeah. I really don't know. I mean, that's, but that's, that's my point though. You're, you're going to add to a receiving room that already has a bunch of talent in it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Plus, we'd have to protect Teddy Bridgewater. Offensive tackle would be a much better move than a wide receiver. And I wouldn't be mad at that. Because it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You have to protect them. And we still don't have a, a, a franchise left tackle right now. All right, let's turn our attention to outside uh, the Carolina Panthers. In related news, we have heard, and I see some people, uh, D'Angelo DeLegend says the wide receiver is a smokescreen for a trade back. Jordan Rodriguez put up a story today on The Athletic about how there were viable partners for the Panthers if they were going to trade back. Matt Rule said that, of course, that would be on the table if somebody made them a good offer. So we've heard uh, talks about the Panthers moving around more back than up. But as well, you're even hearing things like the Falcons were interested in trying to secure the number two pick from the Washington Redskins in hopes of obtaining Chase Young. A lot of rumors about teams moving up for offensive linemen in this. Where do you guys see or where are you hearing the buzz in this type of movement in the draft and I mean because that's the stuff that makes it fun and really shakes it up when we don't know what's going to happen because it changes the game of the mock drafts when all of a sudden someone takes a wide receiver at four and nobody saw it coming big shout out to tree 50 for his tree 50 love bomb in the chat thank you for your donation to the c3 panthers podcast we'll keep it rocking and rolling every tuesday night at 9 p.m you can follow us on youtube subscribe Smash the thumbs up button while you're watching right now. We're on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. And uh, make sure you check us out Tuesday night, 9 p.m. We haven't missed a week, one week. We only missed one week in eight years, right? So it's a pretty consistent fan podcast. And be a part of the show by calling in at 252-228-5098. Guys, what are you hearing around the league when it comes to, or what are you thinking about when it comes to the, the smoke and the rumors? Well, I have heard many rumors about Atlanta. I haven't heard number two like what you said. But I've heard from a number of people online that Atlanta is desperately trying to move up uh, into the top ten for a uh, corner, specifically is what I've heard. Um, I've heard that the Jacksonville Jaguars might be looking to trade down. I've heard trade-up rumors from the Broncos, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who feared that they might not have one of the big four tackles available to them by the time they draft, and they need someone to protect Tom Brady. I mean, they they built the offense around them. They have the weapons. Now they just need to better protect them. So I wouldn't doubt it if um, uh, Tampa Bay or the Falcons, our division rivals, might be the ones knocking on our door uh, asking for pick number seven. CK thoughts on movement in this uh, draft. You were, uh, you know, I think you were talking about how it makes it exciting for us because we get more draft to care about. Well, yeah, real I quick, mean, real quick, real quick, shout out to yeah, Steven Zimmerman yeah. for mm-hmm. the for the twenty dollar love bomb and the you are amazing. That's what's up, dude. Thanks, dude man, you're amazing. Shout yeah. out to you. I'm gonna send you yeah. that YouTube. Uh, somebody, my friend Carl Van sent me a video, and it was. By the way, it looked like a Matt Rule 20-year-old, and it was just like, I just want to tell you that you're amazing. Somebody needs to tell you you're fantastic. So thank you, Steven. You are amazing. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, what I was saying is that I think there's going to be a lot of excitement about um, what we're dealing with as far as if we move back. I mean, I think for the sake of the show, even right, you know, we're going to be able to have a lot of people tuning in to to really just build that anticipation up and look forward to that that pick to come out. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm hoping that uh, we do, but we'll we'll find out, I suppose. When is here is that really how many teams generally move? I don't feel like I guess there are always trades. I just don't feel like the Panthers have been involved in them. Right. It's before for before our time, really, of doing this show is probably the last time the Panthers made significant moves. I guess you could say we moved up for Greg Little last year. We moved up for Devin Funches. Still my that was a complete thing is that you want to talk about CK. You said earlier, I don't know how you couldn't be optimistic. I tell you this is get your sight set on Bradley Roby or Allen Robinson and have the pick come in with Kelvin Benjamin. I'll tell you how disappointed you could be. They used to make fun of me. And I used to get like all of this mail from people like tweets and messages all throughout Kelvin Benjamin's rookie year about how I flipped out on the draft party, how I was like a, like a hater and all of this. And then guess what? Turns out. Catch some cheeseburgers. I, right, I was right. Hey, Real, real quick, shout out. Were you going to say that? Yeah, man. And, and yeah, not, yeah. Not, only, not only shouting out Josh from Mass, but with yeah. the very specific dollar donation so that you yeah. never forget that the Falcons <laughs> blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history because they're a bullshit football team. Josh, you know we fucking love you, bro. Josh from Mass, I hope the no smoking is still going well because I've picked it back up and I got to join you on the kick it train um i wish i could take it man Mm. i can i can i just got to choose to that's the thing josh from mass 28 dollars and 30 cents never forget that uh the the falcons Mm. suck now i tell you this is i went on a a bucks podcast last night guys and they were really interested about the uh outside perspective about the nfc south and how the Saints, you know, and my position was is that the Saints deserve to be the number one for right now. The Bucks are exciting and trying to put together a super team, you know, trying to put, they're pushing their chips in this year, so you expect them to be good. The Falcons are a team you never know what you're going to get. They're like a box of chocolates without the map. <laughs> you know, is that yeah. you're hoping that yeah. this is not yeah. an orange back. chocolate. Orange yeah. cream. You're hoping it's not orange cream. But the Panthers, we don't know what we're going to get with the Panthers. I expect them to be ranked number four at this point. But I, I don't know. Is that you, you never know how it's going to shake out. And a lot of people, oh, this is why I brought this up, is uh, t- speaking of the Falcons, the idea of what are the Patriots going to do. A lot of people mm-hmm. have already, I've seen people link the, to his name to the Patriots, and I still think it would be a great, great moment for the NFL and for us if the Patriots with starting quarterback Cam Newton met Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, that would be freaking fantastic. Yeah, that would be. Who are you pulling for? Are you pulling for the Patriots? I'm pulling for Cam. That's it. One single individual. That's it. Is uh, one single individual. Wouldn't that be weird to actually think you could cheer for the Patriots? Like, that's what it would take. Yeah. 
it it would definitely be weird. But like I said, I, I think we brought that up a long time ago. Cam going to the Patriots, and it's still a possibility. You know, they still need a quarterback, and he's still out there. We'll see what they do in the draft, but I don't know if I see Belichick drafting a quarterback. All right, so going through, do we think? Thank you, Bradley Tate, for your for your support. You guys are being so generous tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, we are here just to hang out and have fun. We appreciate y'all support and the thank you from you guys. But man, we have the most fun hanging out and watching the draft with Panther fans, and it's a, it's a great way to do this. We've been doing it for a while now. And I think you'll see a lot of people ditching ESPN and coming hanging out with people like us around us. I know a lot of the independent media is gaining a lot of traction in this time as the regular media looks more regular each and every day. So uh, call into the show, 252-228-5098. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about with the draft. What is on your mind? Um, what you want the Panthers to do and where you see the movement occurring. Guys, Starting with draft pick number one, really, it's it looks like more and more is you guys have we've all said it. It is just locked up right with Joe Burrow. So then it goes to number two. Chase Young seems to be the pick there if the Redskins are picking. But Detroit seems to be a wild card, guys. A lot of people have said that they've been interesting in trading. That could be smokescreen. A lot of people believe firmly that Akuda is still the guy. Where do you see the the kind of shakeup occurring? Is it at three, Cody? Is it at four? Is it? The, I mean, are the Dolphins trying to move to three? And what do you make of the Dolphins actually trying to draft a line lineman before they secure their quarterback? So one, that's such BS, dude. If you believe that that they're trying to move up for an offensive lineman instead of a quarterback. I have some property on Mars to sell you. Uh, but one of the rumors I have heard is that they're trying to move from five to three so that they can move from three to number one. Apparently, the Dolphins are head over heels for Joe Burrow, and apparently they're, they're willing to offer uh, the Bengals uh, their entire draft or something crazy like that to get the number one pick in the draft. Now, are the Bengals going to move away from that? I doubt. I seriously doubt that. In my opinion, the draft starts at number three. It's uh, after Chase Young and Joe Burrow are off the board. What do the Lions do? Isaiah Simmons? Is it Jeffrey Okuda? I've heard uh, Derek Brown mentioned in that spot. Number three is where the draft starts officially. 68 viewers, man, in the in the chat room already. The anticipation is mounting, and guys, we are going to get real news. I promise you today, actual news that we can cherish and love on as football fans amidst the quarantine of life. Guys, we have been locked up in our homes. We have had no sports. We've had little ways of kind of... Um, disengaging from the world at times and so the draft tonight provides that opportunity questions though that i have is the draft going to come out and turn out well right now the coverage is looking good on espn yeah right now it's looking pretty smooth ck how about you man i mean i think so <laughs> Why can't uh, they give these guys microphones? I watched the I watched I'm, the I'm, Panthers uh, video today with Matt Rule, 
And there's Zoom in between uh, Matt Rule and the the new reporter. Jake DeLome and... And why yeah, can't are... they give these guys a damn mic and some earbuds? Remember, dude, folks, all of them are like the, the sound earbuds. quality sounds like they're they're like talking in a bathroom, dude. Like it just, uh, you know, they, <laughs> these aren't expensive microphones, right? You know, especially for an industry like that, uh, it is interesting to think about. I like these reporters holding their microphones like reporters <laughs> in their homes, dressed up, I mean, this is, looking this good. This is something you've anticipated for at least a few weeks. Why have you not? thought about the idea of i know that they want to probably just be able to have the e for espn to advertise who they are but i mean we're watching espn i guess if the simulcast is with abc maybe that's the justification but i don't know so well, at least they got a mic they're just now starting to show some of the homes on espn uh Tua, his family looks uh exactly how you would expect Tua's in the in the uh, oh yeah uh, <laughs> It was in the suit. They're all gathered around. They got a pig cooking in the sand outside. Hold on, hold on. When you say they're all, I wanted to send out a tweet earlier that said, what's the over-under on how many are on, you know, X amount of players being with more than 10 people in their house? Oh, I would expect all, I would have more than 10 people at my house. Joe Burrow literally surrounded by his parents and that's it. That's it. You ain't even, how about this? Is that imagine... The disappointment mm-hmm. of being drafted number one and not being able to go out and party and get some trim afterwards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you yeah. can't do what every other number one draft pick has done in the history of football. Well, normally they, they help a plan, and the next day they're they're with their, their team. Like, I remember uh, whenever DJ Moore and McCaffrey were drafted, the very next morning – they were at Panther Stadium, so I, I mean it's a it's a crazy time, man. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how every player chooses to spend the draft and who's with them and how they react. It's definitely different. This is pretty cool, man. Watching uh, these folks unbox these like packages from the NFL that have their phones and their microphone cameras in, included. Um, this is going to be the one thing we don't, did you see too, though, wearing the suit? I'm surprised. Are, are a lot of guys going to be dressed to the nines? Probably not. I'm willing to say no. Two is all class, dude. That that's a, that's a two a move. If there ever was, is one. he all class? Are you sure about that? A hundred percent. You sure? No he not, ever man, met. he didn't do too well on that test. I don't know how much class he got. He went to. Yeah, well, I didn't do well on my test, but I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty fucking classy. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I, I do know that everyone that's ever coached him, everyone that's ever been around him, says they love him. I know uh, a lot. A lot of Panther fans want to to be the quarterback of the future. I know you're one of them. I mean, the, you, you can't say enough good things about the the man himself. As a player, he's incredible. He's an accurate thrower of the football. He goes through his progressions incredibly well. Um, it's just the injury concerns, man. If you're able to build an offensive line around him, he'll be fine. But if not, you're, you know, he has some legitimate concerns. 
Well, I mean, Carolina could be a cool place for him to not have to push it right away. Do you think Tua starts this year if he goes to a Miami? I mean, he's got to, right? Oh, yeah. If he goes to Miami, for sure. Well, they have Fitzpatrick. Unless they want to, you know, roll with uh, Fitzmagic for another year and try and win some games and just not rush him into it. I mean, you drafted your quarterback. You're not really rushing for anything. Um, I, I think the uh, even the Chargers they have Tyrod Taylor. So I mean, there's a there's there's a good. The only one that I'm putting money on to be a surefire starter is Joe Burrow. The rest of them, I I, I could easily see a scenario where Tua, Herbert, and Love uh, don't start next year. All right, we've got our first guest of the show tonight, Gene Farrell. Is that do you, did I pronounce it right, Farrell? And yeah, you got it right. All right, awesome. All right, well, you know, you could be be like the beatmaster for Ralph. Um, let me ask you this, Gene. We brought you on the show because uh, one of the things that you have done is meticulously um, outlines the Panthers meetings for. I want to say I've been watching you do it for eight years now. If I mean, it feels like that close to it. How long? Tell us a little bit about what what you do when it comes to following the Carolina Panthers in the NFL draft. Uh, normally, what I do is um, I just follow visits, meetings, anything that the Panthers do in the pre-draft process as far as getting in contact with the players. But normally. Uh, I've been doing it since 2012, and normally what I do is I kind of watch the reports come out from the media. And then I, I kind of treat it like Rotten Tomatoes. That's kind of where I got the idea from. And Walter kind of led to the idea, too, because Walter football kind of started it all back. He was doing it back then, too. But I got annoyed because I kept seeing reports come out later after the draft was over of meetings that didn't get reported or wasn't added to the list. And I'm like, well, this kind of had an interview and said he met with this team, met with us before the draft, but we'd had no clue. And I just, it started drawing my interest. And uh, normally what I would do is just, I made a site kind of like an aggregator, kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, how Rotten Tomatoes takes reviews of a movie. And they put it all on there and kind of give you like a Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, then my, my site's similar to what, like that, where I take all the sources coming from the media that I see and I post it on there. That way they, they, you can go on there and look at the bottom of the page see where it came from, see the source, see where the uh, news was being reported from. So it's not coming from me because I'm not a reporter. I'm not somebody that's going to give you information. I'm not, I've, I've, I mean, I know some people that deals with the Panthers, but I don't share that information. I mean, it's not my job and it's, I'm not, I don't get paid to do it. I just do it as a fan. I watch, watch this stuff. It interests me. And then the, uh, it, it's basically treated like an aggregator. I, I, I source all the information. That way you can see where I posted it, and I got the list there and kind of like order from position to position so you can kind of see what prospects they talk to. But then you can scroll down to the bottom and see who reported it. So you can kind of see the validity of um, the reporting of the meeting. Gene, I, uh, Gene, I, I work for uh, drafttech.com. And uh, in our in our most recent mock draft, I'm the analyst for the Panthers. We have to try and be accurate as to who we think the Panthers are going to pick. And for the past two years, I found your list 
um, incredibly useful. And I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I think it was like a week ago on Twitter, I asked you if there were any, uh, uh, if the Panthers had met with Isaiah Simmons at all. Um, have you heard anything new around Isaiah Simmons? Because um, so far I've just heard him mention top 10 teams, but nothing specifically about the Panthers. That's pretty much it. Um, this year has been weird because following it, like normally when you would follow draft prospects and keep up with them, the uh, meetings would be able, you'd be able to track them by either like local insiders from the school. And they will, what they would do is somebody from the inside, maybe they seen the private workout and they leaked it to one of the local beat reporters or one of the national reporters. And then they pass it along to you know the world on Twitter or somewhere or in an article. And then it's the same thing with visits at the stadium. Whenever players have their local visits or when they come to the stadium, there's going to be somebody see them come to the stadium. They may see them at the airport. They may see them uh, walking into the stadium or into the offices of the coaches, and then that gets leaked out and we find out about it because people are physically seeing them. This year, it's kind of like this video call. Um, It's in a private room. Nobody can have access to with the coaches and the GM. So nobody knows who they're meeting with, and it's easier for uh, that information to be hidden this year so what's happening is even though it's not getting reported there's a lot of meetings happening with players that's just not out there unless the players themselves reveal it in an interview and luckily uh is it justin morrow from DraftWire? he's picked up a lot of the uh slack this year and the meetings that we've missed out on because there for the first part of april we wouldn't get nothing and then his interviews start just rolling out left and right and then uh um, Aaron Wilson also picked up some. Those were two of the big uh, sources that were picking up interviews and stuff this year. But mainly it was prospects revealing. And, and if you read some articles, some articles say prospect, they'd, he'd ask the question, and the prospect would say, I'm going to keep that private up to the draft. And there's nothing you can do about with that. With Clemson no. in particular, I've not seen a lot of interviews this year with Clemson prospects. I've looked for them. Um, and up till today, was I was talking to uh, C3 there on Twitter earlier today because he asked me that question on Twitter earlier today. And turns out about noon today, when I wasn't home, uh, Justin dropped an uh, article on DraftWire I wasn't expecting today. It was mentioning the uh, uh, meeting with all the, the top 10 teams, but he doesn't mention who. He just says, I've met with most. And I right. can't really specify what was it, the Panthers. Maybe he didn't meet with the Panthers, I don't know. We just have to go off Ted. Two questions for you is number one is why doesn't the NFL just make this information public to all? Uh and, and in some ways treat it much like a kind of an injury report disclosure because we know that's beneficial for the NFL to generate media and that might not help individual teams if they're trying to backdoor into somebody else. But why is this information secretive in this day and age? And number two is, what's your favorite get of information that you've gotten? Because you've referenced these low level, like somebody in an airport or, you know, this got my, I mean, essentially not my, like my cousin works at Alabama and we get that. What's your favorite tip you've run across? I don't really have a favorite. Oh I mean, man, I'm, there's got to be. I always one. find it interesting. It's like there's there's a, there's I don't have because I follow it so much. Uh, it's I like to see the tips 
like if I, if there's the things I love, it's the th- stuff I can laugh at. It's like watching Norv sit over there and just gush over Will Greer, or gu- or uh, Ron and Gettleman when they were there going to Christian's pro day and just pretty much giving away, hey, we're taking Christian. Heck, we we talked about like the posts where I was just ribbing you online about the uh, post you made to what was his name, uh, CJ uh, the Denver. Before, yeah, he does. He that. Posted, He's like, from the footballguys.com uh, stuff. His name is, uh, gosh, what is it? It's Cecil Lammy. Cecil, yeah, that's what it is. But, like, that's kind of stuff I find interesting because I, it's something I can laugh about later. It's like, oh, this guy's seen this. They gave it away months ago. And uh, <laughs> it's I love the, the dead giveaways. It's just like this year because Herney was the only – because when this pandemic hit, Herney was the only one out and about, and they given the coaches and the scout, uh, the coaches. It was just the coaches. Scouts were out and about, but the coaches. The first week of the is off, and I, I remember who reported it, but somebody had reported they took the first week off. They were already home. They hadn't went out to uh, pro days yet. But Herney was out and about, so he had went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Auburn, and just watching Herney's pictures. Herney with Justin Herbert and everybody freaking out because he's over Google Island. Justin Herbert, or he's at Derek Brown's Auburn Pro Day, and he's sitting there chit-chatting with Derek Brown. It's things like that 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 I find interesting, because I always like to watch and see if that actually becomes something later. And and now we have this news about C.D. Lamb that's being reported by Josh Klein from the Riot Report, and then uh, also cooperated with uh, Jonathan Jones, who also says he heard this from CBS, and, you know, Jonathan Jones used to do the Observer and uh, SI, and they covered the Panthers as insiders with the Panthers. So I find it interesting that Marty Herney was at Oklahoma's Pro Day and all this talk about us trading down and maybe C.D. Lamb being a target, even though he hasn't been mentioned through this whole process. But it would make sense. That would explain why Marty might have been at Oklahoma's Pro Day. Um, I, I got off topic there, but what was the first part of that question? The other, the other question was, is why does the NFL keep this? Why, why are they keeping this secretive and it not be public? If they have a limited uh, it, amount of visits, it's a lot of mind games. It's a lot of mind. Games. Well, you see, it like it's a lot of mind games. I would think a lot of games playing up to the draft. It's just like anything else. There's a lot of smoke screens. They may bring a guy just to reevaluate him and see, you know, maybe he has character issues. Because a lot of the guys they bring in, they're trying to get to know better. They're putting them on the board, letting them uh, show some plays, see, talking them through plays, asking them about their college days they may have some red flags they want to go through with them but it's i think it's a lot of just games you don't know who they're really showing but the bad thing with the panthers the last what since the since herney left and gettleman took over and herney's return they've been really telling with who they're going to take in the first round for the last like four or five years and they give it away either through the draft process somehow just like like just sitting there and spending a lot of time getting reported by uh, meeting with somebody. Or like we said earlier, things I find funny, like them just sitting there and just lovey-dovey looking over a prospect at a pro day or something. Uh, all right, shout-out to Rock Lee for, he says, Hawks fan, but love your stream. Cody's knows his stuff. Floyd Wild 315 thank you for your support of the C3 Panthers podcast. We'd love for you to call into the show. The number's 252-228-5098. So you said they've been telling. Who are they picking? If you want to go by the way, because we didn't get that much this year as far as like the 
normal contacts we would have. Like, so you would see them go to the pro day. You might see the coaches hanging around a player. And the GM, the only thing we've had this year to go off of is Herney. And we only had four pro days that he went to. So of those four, we seen him kind of interacting with two prospects. And it was Justin Herbert and uh, Derek Brown. And Brown's been the hot name, even in the media, leading up to the draft at number seven. If we stay at seven, I'm still uh, personally hoping we trade back and gain some picks for next year and this year, especially hopefully maybe we can get a first rounder if we trade back into the teens next year or early 20s. Um, but there's a lot of prospects ranging from the early part of the draft they've met with in the back part. You've heard rumors from C.D. Lamb to C.J. Harrison from Florida. Um, you've also heard the rumors with Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons, um, Akuda, and all those guys. But uh, it just matters where they're going to pick at him. I mean, even I don't know if you watched the video that the Panthers dropped today, but Matt Rule and he even was even talking about how uh, how mattering if they trade back in the draft. He even mentioned trading back in the draft or staying where they are. So uh, it just matters. He it did. Matters uh, where they pick at he looked draft. exhausted in that video. Number one. Uh, number two. I don't know how they don't have earbuds and microphones for these cats at, a, at at this place. And it's so, like, you're hearing echoes in the background and stuff. And number three, he did say exactly that. But he just really seemed very malleable at the point. Go ahead, uh, Cody, jump in there. Yeah, I mean, so you mentioned kind of the top players, you know, uh, that are basically the top ten players. Um, you've mentioned um, – you know, Jeffrey Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, but there hasn't really been anything, as you already said, that kind of links us directly to them. Um, what do you think the chances are um, that we do take either one of those two players, either it be Simmons or Okuda? And, and then I'm going to throw a wild card at you. Um, I know the Panthers have done a lot of due diligence on Javon Kinlaw. Is there any a uh, possible scenario where Javon Kenlaw could be the pick at number seven. Well, see, yeah, I, I, I don't know about seven. Um, I think at seven you're looking at about three or four. Probably. Now, I'm not a mock draft person. I'm not big into mock drafts because I, I know they're fun, and I just like the information, like who they're talking to, and that way you can lead up to the draft. You can kind of – um, get an idea of who they might be looking at, and you see how many players they've looked at at one position. Usually, wide receiver leads our um, contact list most most years. But the seven at number seven, I would think uh, you're going to look at Brown, Akuda if he falls, um, and the the hot name. And I I hope they don't pick him there. If they're going to pick him, I hope they trade back. Is C.J. Harrison, and I really don't like him. At, I don't. I do not like him at seven. And if that's what the if that Cecil uh, Cecil Lemmy's reports correct, then I, I hope it's not seven. Yeah. I hope they try and to get more. I, I like him as a player, but uh, he, really is a, he really is a good press man corner. He gave uh, Jamar Chase all he could handle when he played LSU. He has a lot of missed tackles. I wouldn't mind if we picked him, just not at seven. I think if you're picking in the top ten. You're trying to get a player that you can see wearing a Hall of Fame jacket one day. And I don't know if C.J. Henderson is that. Now, if we wanted to trade back into the teens and pick up C.J. Henderson, then that's more of a value pick, and you get some picks later on down the road. I would accept any deal 
where the Panthers land a first round pick for next year. Cause I don't know that I believe it. I don't know that the Panthers believe it. I don't think that anyone really has a lot of faith right now that you're going to build the team around Teddy Bridgewater for the next, I don't know how many years. I have to think that whether it's this year or next year, they're in the market for a quarterback at some point in time. Has there any been any yeah, news? So there has that. there been any news with meetings with Tua? No. Dang no, it. I mean, the only quarterbacks, top-rated quarterbacks, we've heard anything about this. And like I said, you can't, you got to take everything this off se- this draft season with a grain of salt. I told um, whoever it was we were talking to in the Twitter conversation earlier, like, even in normal draft seasons, not 100% of the players are being reported. This My list is based off who the media gets their gre- little greasy hands on, report them out, and then I just share it, just kind of just share it with everybody else. So even if they aren't reported, you still have hope that they've met with them. Um, it just the Panthers have been really telling about who they're going to give a what do, who they're going to take in the, their picks in the first round the last few years. But this year is a lot different, and uh, just because they haven't been reported talking to Tua doesn't mean they have. Just like today, I mean, we didn't know anything about Simmons until earlier today, and we still don't know if he actually talked with the Panthers or not. All right, the draft is starting to get underway. I saw Roger Goodell doing his uh, COVID stuff. I thought it started at 8. When do you think the first pick is going to go out, Cody? Um, uh, I'm, I am I really don't know what time it's going to start. I thought it was right supposed now. to be, I get what, maybe 8.30-ish? Yeah. I mean, on ESPN, they're just showing Bengals fans uh, that they have. I don't know uh, – I imagine any minute here we're going to have the first pick underway. All right. Yeah, it's probably about They're showing the Bengals GM on ESPN as we speak. All right. Well, let's go ahead and slip in our first cat call of the night. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's see what you guys got to say. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Hey, this is Anthony Rochelle. I hope uh, this is draft day. This is draft day today, and uh, hope we get Isaiah Simmons. Um. Yeah, I'm just excited. Um, hope you guys are doing wonderful. Um, God bless you guys. Go Panthers. Keep pounding. Right on. Anthony Rochelle echoing a lot of sentiments when it comes to Panther fans wanting to take Isaiah Simmons. And the question, Cody, is who's going to boo Roger Goodell right now? You just missed it. He just had a screen behind him with a bunch of fans that were booing him. And apparently they're doing like a... Oh, wait. I'm so far behind. Look, this is how far behind I am of your stream. I'm seeing it right now. Why? Even... uh, Look, that's a homeboy from the Giants. Strahan's in the top right. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Uh All right. Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. We should know. They should get their pick in faster than anybody on the planet they've had more than enough time and need 
There's no possible case where it can't be Joe Burrow, is it? No, nah, this is Joe Burrow. I mean, he's from Ohio. Uh, he's uh, from Athens, Ohio. Um, he's uh, He played for the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers, a Bengal Tiger, to the Bengals. I mean, you couldn't write a better scenario for the number one pick. It's, it's it, it would be insane if it was not Joe Burrow right now. Uh, the reports say that he's already been – Joe Burrow has already been informed that he's the oh, number yeah. one pick. I'm sure. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I had to go eat, but cool. Yeah, all Joe right. Burrow is definitely number one. I mean, he was – to put it into perspective, he was sitting on his couch in an Ohio uh, shirt. So, 29 seasons without a playoff victory. Is that right? Yeah, dude. Good God. I thought we had a painful couple of years. All right, Joe. Make the pick. Cody, remember, Cody's going to call it out. His stream is like 40 seconds ahead of everybody's. What's your countdown timer at, uh, Cody? I was muted, sorry. Um, right now I'm at um, 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, oh you're a full, a full 31 seconds. Yeah, you're 31 seconds ahead of us. Oh, my gosh. This I is mean, what the NFL GMs are dealing with. What if, like, you're the you know, one GM that's streaming it on Hulu like I am? <laughs> Don't you get medalized if you don't get your pick in in time? Nah, I think they lifted those rules this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In case of technical difficulty. Okay. Like congestion of the time clock. I got you. So I guess I'm going to stay off of Twitter because Twitter always seems to uh, have the pick before everyone else. But I don't know if that would be the case this year. Yeah. So let me ask this. So as far as everything is concerned, would you guys expect this clock to get much lower than where it's at now? You mean um, as in like uh, like waiting to put the pick in? Yeah. Like do you guys – I mean do, they know who they're picking. Do they Do they still do their due diligence and let teams call them asking for a They did a last and- year. Oh, my God. They did last year. We had to wait and wait and wait. You know, I mean, I think you'd be dumb not to, though, right? Like, you have the time. Nah, if, you if you're going to trade, you should have already done the trade now. Oh, by the way, we're live on Facebook, too, tonight. How about that? First time in a while. What's up, Facebook? The one was 12 people it, it's like, watching in Facebook. I know, it's, but here's the thing is I don't ever go on Facebook. What's worse, what's so bad about our podcast and the show is that I really – don't tune it to what people want, but to what I want. Like, I only <laughs> like to get on Twitter. I hate Facebook. I like YouTube. I do that. But, uh, so we're back on Facebook. A lot of people excited uh, there for the draft. The Cincinnati Bengals could really use this pick. Tell me, what do you guys think that Joe Burrow would be facing when he gets to Cincinnati? You do have a division that is, man, he's got to deal with the Ravens. He's got to deal with the Steelers. Is it going to be an uh, easy road for Joe Burrow in the NFL? So I, I actually feel a certain way about this, but let's do some due diligence first. First off, Michael Reap with the $10 in the chat. Thanks you so much. 
And Miss Sarah Taylor with the fourteen ninety nine pound sign draft smart. People are feeling good tonight. The girl. We need to send that to to Margie Herney uh, that Sarah said. (laughs) I agree with you, Sarah, and thank you for your patience. I do want to remind this: tonight's show is sponsored by Carolina. Don't screw it up. dot org. Hard to screw it up tonight. They still can. Well, dude, 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 you never know. I mean, hey, the Bengals drafted John Ross in the first. Yeah, the Bears moved up for Mitch Trubisky. Yuck. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and that was a big surprise, you know. <laughs> and, and left Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes on the board. Mm-hmm, just sitting there. Yep. Nice. Uh, Anthony Rochelle in the live stream on Facebook. Good to see you. Hey, cover me for a few minutes, guys, all right? All right. Sure. Uh, team on you should be joining us in a minute. No. Yeah, yeah. No, so, so here's my my question. I mean, at this point in time, Cody. I mean, the, yeah. it, it, it's clear that they're picking Burrow, right? Yeah, I, I cannot imagine another another scenario where someone else is picked right here. And, and it seems like everybody everybody seems to have that same consensus. I mean, there is no other players being discussed other than Burrow right now about his capabilities and whatnot. I mean, what is what is the reason in your mind that they're letting this thing drag down to the to the you know last minute? I feel like they do this every year. Yeah. So I really don't know how much of it is um you know a byproduct of this year and being yes. at home or um I don't know, but I feel like every year an inordinate amount of time passes before they have the pick in. Um, it's showing the general manager right now, and, and it does not look too concerned or too rushed. Yeah, uh, it, I've seen Zach Taylor, I believe, the coach. Um, he doesn't look too rushed or concerned. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, they're like everybody's just literally just on their phones, just texting away or whatnot. Uh, so, doing huh. what we're doing right now. It's also a TV show. The longer they can make the draft yeah. go, the more views are going to have on ESPN. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be a long night, though. Mm-hmm. We're at three minutes and 15 seconds left. That's why I hope we... Oh, yeah, you are like 30 seconds ahead of us. That's crazy. You're not going to spoil the picks, are you? Uh, I think so. <laughs> oh, no, just don't spoil the Panthers pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Tony told me to call him out as I see him. I'll yep. let y'all decide. Y'all, if y'all don't want me to, I won't. No, do it definitely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because everybody, there's a lot of people in the chat who are on that same schedule, and we already and have there, a delay. They're gonna know before I know. Yeah, right. and so our de- we we're gonna have at least like a little 10, 15 second delay anyway. So yeah, by right. the yeah. Okay. All right, the pick is in. All right, that means that they didn't trade it away, right? It's uh, not traded. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. They're showing this Heisman speech right now. Yep. Yeah, everyone yeah, knows it's Joe Burrow. This has been known forever that Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you have the kind of season that Joe Burrow had at LSU, you deserve it, man. I understand a lot of people are wondering, is it going to be a one-year wonder? And that's legitimate. He hasn't done it outside of one year. But when you judge the film alone 
and what he was able to do under pressure, what he was able to do on the move, how it goes through his progressions, how he reads the field. Joe Burrow deserves to be the number one pick in the draft. Hands down. Not close. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you the fact that he. I feel like he has earned that spot, but it just feels like when you look at it like that, you're saying, look at the tape, and when you look at the tape, there's more tape of him not being a number one pick than there is of him being a number one pick. You know? He also got hurt at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins was a number one pick. Um, you know, that, there was a, a lot that, that goes into it, but I, I understand the concerns. All right, here we go. Are we already on number two, Washington? Yeah, I'm still behind. The Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, oh. number one. Oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. Whoa. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. All right. They didn't send him a jersey in his family <laughs> yesterday letting him know they were going to pick or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they. I think he's holding the hat. Like when I'm watching before the pick actually even gets hit, I think I see him holding the Bengals hat in his hands. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the orange uh, NFL logo on the back of it. Yeah. All right, Washington is on the clock. So Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is the selection. Joe Burrow is the number is one the selection. Yeah. NFL draft. I wanted to ask Gene since it's first time on the show. We're here every Tuesday night bringing in this podcast, and sometimes it's an echo chamber of our own opinions. What do you think about Marty Herney? Mm. <laughs> Don't take not, too long. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, not, not a fan. But it's kind of hard to talk about him because he's done. He's made. He's made some decent selections. But then there's that back half of the draft that everybody talks about that he just falls off. But you can also argue, like a lot of people want to argue with, with the whole Gettleman-Herney debate whenever Gettleman came in and took over. And we ended up going to the Super Bowl a couple of years later. And there were a lot of people say, oh, well, those were Herney's players that took us to the Super Bowl. But then Gettleman added onto that roster and then also helped to build a roster that Ron Rivera and Cam legitimately carried the offense to the Super Bowl. Um but, yeah, it, it's really hard to tell because the records for the players and stuff and the nut, just sheer amount of players that's come through and just washed out the Dwayne Jarrett's. And uh, so many times he tried to find wide receivers to go with Steve and just never could. It's his and white whale. End up bringing mm-hmm. – Rece- receiver <laughs> he is had to bring Moose his and white whale. back from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's his white whale. <laughs> uh, you know, Mahoney has done some decent things. He's not as bad as some people want to make him out to be, um, <clears throat> but he's also not done it consistently. It's really hard to draft consistently. And for at one point, we thought that Dave Gettleman was a guru, and it turns out he uh, has just as bad luck as anybody when it comes to the draft. The Panthers have not had any real draft pick stick since the Marty Herney era. I guess you could say potentially the only the first year of Dave Gettleman's draft produced guys that stayed on the team for a while. KK Short still being there. Trey Turner just left uh, to go to the Chargers. So it is a mixed bag with Herney. I do feel like his performance since he's come back has been pretty strong, though. He looks thrilled. 
Oh my god. People in the chat room are talking so about how Burrow Ben S says Burrow has Trump hands. Uh Josh uh J Dub says Marty is poo. And uh they're talking and Shockhead says Joe doesn't look happy to go be going to the Bengals. And listen, uh I I'm gonna uh jump on that too. The the pick is in for Washington, by the way. But I do want to say real quick. I do give a kudos to Joe Burrow. He's uh, he's been training with Jordan Palmer, and um, uh, what was the other uh, Carson Palmer was his brother, and Palmer did nothing but shit all over the Bengals and said, you know, if I was Joe Burrow, I wouldn't go there. But kudos to him, man. Joe Burrow has the mindset that I want to turn around the uh, a bottom feeder NFL team, and if you believe that you're the best then that's the mindset that you should have. You shouldn't tell the number one team, nah, trade it, I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, if you believe that you're the shit, go prove it and and do what LeBron did for the Cavaliers, what Michael Jordan did for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that's basketball, but if you're the man, go fucking be the man. And that's what, what, what he's uh, – trying to do so kudos to him money bags did point out this galden and greer hey it turns out he can't draft people that have um that play wide receiver or their names that start with g other than jordan gross (laughs) (laughs) ever since jordan gross he put g g's out of the alphabet here um, so you're right, Mr. Froth. Thank you for this, uh, the support of this of, to the C3 Panthers podcast. He says, I'd love to get Simmons. Thanks for what y'all do. Keep pounding. We're here every Tuesday night, guys. Go ahead and call into the cat calls line. The numbers 252-228-5098. Who do you want the Panthers to draft? What do you expect to happen? We got another call in the hole. I'm going to go ahead and play it as we wait for the Redskins to select Chase Young. Think it's gonna happen. If this is a Chase Young, what's up, C three? This is Carl D. What's up, Carl? Draft night, huh? Yep. If I would have, I wish I would have asked off. I could have joined the show. You're on the show right now, Carl. Cody. (laughs) What's up? I would have thought that you'd be wearing your uh, Simmons jersey. But you shot me. You got on the Panthers shirt. I, I do. thought you would have came tonight all decked out in your Clemson colors with Simmons on there. <laughs> I'll wear my Trevor or, Lawrence when it's time to draft Since you Trevor. love Herbert so much, I thought you would have had the Justin Herbert Uh-oh. jersey. I'm coming well. after you on the Herbert. One of the two, since you love, since them seem to be the two that you love the most. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't understand about the Herbert part, because Herbert sucks. But anyway, we're not, anyway, that's not here or there. So you guys, y'all ready for this pick? Hell yeah, we're ready. Yes, sir. I'm sure you are. So, Tony, um, who's your, who's the man that you want, Tony? I want Tua. You want, not, not popular demand. Who is the player, Tony, that you would love for the Panthers to draft? We already know who it is for Cody. We already know Cody's talked to. But we ain't asking Cody. I'm, I want to know the other people that's on the panel, even the, even the special guest guy, our special guest. I don't know his name. Gene. I came into the chat room <laughs> late. But uh, even him, sir, What? who is the player that you love for the Panthers 
to take at number seven if they get the pick. Because I, I'm hearing a lot of news of chatter about them trading back down in the draft. But if they keep seven, who will be the player that you would choose as well? So, Chase Young um, you is got to let me know. right now. All right. Yep. It looks like Chase Young is going to be the selection for the Washington Redskins. And I would say this is that the person I want is Tua. I can't pronounce your name, last name like a Valola. And uh, the reason I want Tua is because I love Cam. Love Cam Newton. And I need something that helps shine through the shade of not having Cam. And I think that Tua could do that for us. The other thing that is to me is I've also just believed that Tua was completely out of our reach. So I've not tried to believe that, you know, get too much excited about it. Cody, you got the pick? The Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. All right. So, all right. So, there's Ron. Gentlemen, the draft is underway. We knew what number yeah. one was going to be. We knew what right. number two was going to be. Right now, Detroit's on the clock. Right here, you're looking at – I mean, hey, let's be real. This could be the first landing spot for both of the players that Panther fans want the most, Isaiah Simmons or Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, we, we need the, uh, the next two teams to pass on both of those players because five and six both need a quarterback. So – I mean, we'll we'll see, man. We we need the Lions to 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 go Derek Brown. That's what we're hoping for. If you had mm. your pick of the litter, Gene, if don't yeah. think about the visits, don't think about anything. Who is the player you would wish that could be wearing a Panthers jersey tonight? By the end of the night, Akuda, Akuda. I I wouldn't mind. It's the top corner in the draft. Um, I'd, I'd really if he were, if we're gonna stay at seven and he fell, then he'd be the ideal pick for us. Um, I I, I still have questions about Tua's uh, injury status. I know everybody loves Tua, and I love I like Tua too. And if if I if they'd have been able to get clear all those medicals, I'd be for it. But then again, I've with everything leading up to the draft and how I don't think this is best. Signing Teddy Bridgewater. Um, this is a year that are looking to get the next franchise quarterback. Um, maybe that's next year, and they go after one of the top two out of next year draft because we, we're in a division with Brady, Breeze, and Ryan, and I think we're just going to get pretty beat down this year. And I think we'll be up in the top end of the draft again next year. So Akuda, start working on that back end of that defense, putting back air with Jackson, and. Uh, uh, just start building on that defense and circling some of those holes in. Cody, you know what uh, Akuda means for defensive coordinators is no worries about that other side of the field. Akuda Matata. Yeah. You know what that means? No worries because that man's locked down half of the field. Your dad is right. on point tonight. I appreciate it. The good news about the rest of this draft is all all – Cards are off the table as to what can happen from this point. Yeah. Did you, you say know, my no dad jokes? Yeah, man, that's a good dad joke. Oh gosh. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about kind the of a good dad joke, man. Man. And hey, yeah. take a compliment. I said it was a good one. I am okay. a dad. <laughs> I am a dad and a joker. I you walked into my. So my yeah. son does not like football at all, and I just like to mess with him. And I walked into his room. I was like, "You want to come watch the draft with us?" And he was like, 
what's that? A. <laughs> and B, <laughs> I said, it's when we pick players. And he goes, so you want me to watch when we pick players for football team? He's like, I'm good. I'm going to be in here playing Roblox. All right, so the, the Lions have made their pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, so they did that- not trade it. There, yeah, there has been no trade. No trades. Uh, All of it's smoke. We're moments away from this. Is this tells us a lot? What if they took Tua? Dude, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, what if that's a possibility at this point? Well, they don't need a quarterback, though, right? Well, the the thing is, is that again, you know, Tua, when you would expect him to start this year. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. Stafford has not been the answer, truly. Yeah, for in, unless he has an elite uh, wide receiver, he has not been able to do much with that team. I mean, he's I'm not and it might not be good, his but fault, not... but they they just haven't gotten it done in yeah, a decade. Right. I mean, most quarterbacks though can't get it done without an elite wide receiver. Think about it. I mean, every even the great quarterbacks, Brett Favre and, and Tom Brady, have an elite wide receiver at some point in time. At some you know? point, but I mean, that's not it's it, they at least have uh, success without them. Cam Newton, well, when his MVP season didn't have an elite wide receiver, um, that's, yeah, Tom Brady for the majority of his career didn't have an elite wide receiver. See, I gotta argue that. I think that Wes Welker and uh, Julian Edelman, Randy Moss, Walker, uh, Julian Edelman and Wes Welker are not are slot receivers. Yeah, but Randy still, Moss was there for one year. You know, they're probably Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know about Wes Welker, but maybe Julian Edelman's Hall of Famer. All right, with yeah. the third pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Tua is still there. Okay. All right, so now the Giants go. The Giants, here has been my uh, theory or a possibility is I believe that Dave Gettleman might be interested in taking Isaiah Simmons here. And the reason I like, I think this is, I mean, it's all anecdotal stuff. But Dave Gettleman, uh, first he he played on a team where a defense was built around Luke Keekley. So having a kind of transcendental player uh, in the house, you know, when it comes to that is important to him. But I also know that when he talked about Saquon, he talked about just special players out there. So you got to wonder if he's salivating at a guy like Isaiah Simmons or if they go Tristan Riff's. All right, uh, Greg, your boy's up in the house. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Travis, my homeboy, my uh, co-host from my other show, uh, my Canadian friend and a Giants fan, wanted to come on tonight and talk about some uh, Giants on the clock. So, Travis, what's up, man? Not much, boys. Just watching the draft and really, really scared Gettleman's going to screw the pooch, as they say. I'm hoping it's Simmons. I'm really hoping it's Simmons. But something tells me that when the chips are down, He's going to take an offensive tackle like Tristan Wirfs. But he's and, never done that when he was with the Panthers, so that might be a, not the worst thing ever. Well, our defense was ranked 25th last year, and quite frankly, it was it was the shits. It was terrible. Uh, I'm, he's, probably I'm just take, a, he's probably going to take Derrick Brown. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me, or he'll <laughs> trade down and make me have to watch even longer in anticipation for an offensive tackle. He he's good with the first round, but after that, he kind of he doesn't get many gems. I think his first one in a while was Slayton last year. Him and him and Danny Dimes had some chemistry, 
he had no chemistry with Eli, but he had a lot of chemistry with Danny Dimes. So, so Travis, before the pick jumps in real quick right here, um, what, what, what Isaiah Simmons? You have Saquon Barkley. You just dra- – okay, now, I, I, I know. I'm a huge Isaiah Simmons fan. I'm a Clemson fan, so, okay? You're not going to tell me about Isaiah. I know he's incredible. But the reason I ask is you just drafted a quarterback. You have Saquon Barkley, who is the most athletic running back in the NFL. Why not draft a player to make their life easier? Because you can get those players in free agency or trade a little bit easier than finding a generational talent like Simmons. I'm a big fan of drafting the best available player, regardless of position, except for court, except for quarterbacks, because I feel like almost any, like a top 10, top 15 quarterback can win a Super Bowl, but, you need really top end talent for to surround him with. I like it. I like it. And that goes to my point of Dave Gettleman when he talked about Saquon. As he said, this guy's like, there's not many Barry Sanders that come along. And Cody, the way you gush over Isaiah Simmons, obviously, there's not a lot of Isaiah Simmons that come along. There really isn't. I mean, he moves well by cornerback standards. Is built well by linebacker standards. Um, I mean, there, there isn't anything that you could ask him to do that he won't be able to do. Now, does he need a little bit of polish because he hasn't spent time honing in on all the details and the intricacies on every position? Sure. But that, that doesn't matter, man. You're going to be able to put him anywhere on the football field, and the opposing offenses are going to have to try and adjust to whatever you're doing based on whatever he is on the field. They're getting an offensive tackle. They're got to get an offensive tackle. Nightmare. Um, Yeah. uh, He has the potential to be a a once-in-a-lifetime player, but you have to have a coach who knows how to deploy him. Do you think... Stamp him at one position, you know, that, that might not be the best thing for him to do. So... Do you think that if Dave Gettleman was considering Isaiah Simmons, that Shaq Thompson might give him cold feet? Uh, not really, because there's a big difference. Shaq was kind of a tweener and a positionless player. But the level at which they did those things was right, much different. pretty night and day. Yeah, I don't think you can compare Shaq Thompson and Isaiah Simmons and college like they, they both like you said they both had different positions kind of that jackknife layer but simmons is far and beyond where shaq thompson was <laughs> in, in 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 talent level i believe all right so, so travis let's go to you first uh i love big fan of your podcast the super civil servants podcast um and i am a fan of a movie on netflix right now an indie, indie film called code eight did you like it? Very good, sir. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm super excited about the TV show that they're getting off the ground. I'm hoping that it becomes more. I just got to say a little off topic, but if we don't draft Simmons, I'm going to forget that this draft ever happened. Yeah! <laughs> just to let you guys know. My uh, man! That's what living in Canada does for you. Yes, it exactly. does. It helps you forget just a little time bit more. Hey! But, um, <laughs> No, Tony, I I really enjoyed it, and it was all done by crowdfunding, so hopefully this might implore other 
artists to do the same because uh, Hollywood's kind of like a little pick and choosy in what they do, and this it wouldn't have got made if this wasn't done the way that it was. So, did you find kinda, it a little tropish though? Oh yeah, but it was made about I want to say about six or seven years ago on a budget of two and a half million. I'm pretty sure. Wow, so they did a like, good job with that. Like like the effects, all that stuff was done. It was mostly the Arrow crew from the Arrow TV show that helped yep. out a lot with that. So uh, okay. I think he kind of got a lot of free free work from people. But uh, I did enjoy the movie, especially for what it was. CK, I mean, Cody, go ahead and tell them what I'm becoming. You just witnessed more and more trans- trans- transition into Nerdland for Tony Dunn. Yeah, Tony is trying to... Uh, do everything in his power to not be labeled a nerd, which I don't know why, dude. Nerds rule the world. We're not people being stuffed in lockers anymore. We're the ones running Hollywood and shit. So, yeah, Tony's trying to push it off, but uh, he's a nerd. The Giants are on the clock. How much time? The pick is in. As soon as they they start to say it, I'm just going to announce it. I don't know if... I'm just glad they haven't traded down. That's all. No, there's still a minute left, or 45 seconds left. I'm not even looking at the at the YouTube chat. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't yeah, I, I can't look at the YouTube chat. I, I got a screencast to my TV. So, all right, here we go. T Bone, don't, don't break be? my heart, Cody. Don't break my heart. Don't break my heart, Cody. What's don't break my be? heart. Hey, man. It's either your heart's gonna be broken or mine. I know, <laughs> Derek. Yours or mine. It's going to be one of us, man. Come on, Hog Molly. <laughs> we both have Just the same Lee idea Simmons on how to get board. over it, though. Oh, yeah. Lee Simmons on the board. Team hey, T-Money in the house. T-Money. What's up, T-Money? What's up, fellas? Oh, man. So Wait you... to see what the Giants do here. We will see. All right. Um, I'm going to ask T-Money to think about this. I'm in a conversation on Twitter right now, and I said that drafting wide receivers – was Marty Herney's white whale. And this guy is defending Marty Herney, saying he got Steve Smith in the third and DJ Moore. And he hasn't really drafted but 10 wide receivers in history. So two out of 10. What do you think, T Money, about his record with wide receivers? Um, He took a lot of bad ones. Out of USC, wasn't it him? Dwayne yep. Jared. Kerry Colbert. Kerry uh, Colbert was all right. He was just like undersized. Like he was just too, you know, he's just like a third receiver. Yeah. Uh, so he took some bad ones, but. The Armani Edwards I mean, trade up was the big problem, I think. I, and I hate they didn't give him a fair shot. If I'm, I still say to this day, if Armani would have oh, gotten guys. to play quarterback, he would have had a good year. Uh, everyone, who's ever seen Appalachian when Armani was at? Everybody, hold up. I'm about to drop it. Dave Gettleman. He's going to surprise everybody. He took took Daniel Jones at six. To a tongue of Viloa. The fourth pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the New York Giants select. Andrew Thomas, left tackle. Uh, ah, okay. Okay. All right, go ahead and light uh, that yes. up, brother. Travis, yeah. All right. Let me let's let's <laughs> talk right. Travis off the ledge here. 
Don't be <laughs> upset by this, Travis, because we witnessed we witnessed Dave Gettleman be the head of our squad for f- five years where he told us the answer was on the roster. He told us that Byron Bell could play left tackle because he was left-handed. He is the one that paid Matt Khalil. And also, if you remember, he paid Matt Soldier a ton of money. Maybe he's learning his lesson here. Travis, I know it's not the tra- the it's hard to get excited about an offensive tackle, but if he's there for 10 years, it's a good thing. It is, yes, but our defense is still absolutely terrible and it's not really going to look like it's going to improve this year. So clearly we're not going for the playoffs this year. There's no no thought of that even though our division is pretty like 8 and 8 usually can usually get you in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just so disappointed right now. I don't know if it's something to be disappointed. I think if your offense can do enough to keep the defense off the field, then I think at that point, because I mean, you have a a, a a a generational running back as well with Saquon Barkley, who is going to be able to keep the clock running. You have you're going to really, honestly, with a with a improved offensive line, you're going to actually see what you have with Daniel Jones, right? Um, and, and also, if I may. Jump in, Travis. I, I, I work for DraftTech.com. Andrew Thomas was my number one offensive tackle. Number I had him one. written down as well, yeah. The, the, the dude had, uh, what, got better every year. He played right tackle as a freshman, then two years as a left tackle. I mean, the, the dude went up against the best SEC talent and is and was lights out the, the entire time he was there at Georgia. Um, his pass sets right. are incredible. Hand placement is good. I mean, for for the investment that you've made at quarterback and running back, I mean, Andrew Thomas is a is a great pick to have. So, I know it's not Isaiah, but it it's still a pretty damn good pick if if you're asking me. Shout out to Nathan. Why you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Nathan Siebens on Twitter. He's watching from Oregon right now. We appreciate your support of the podcast and, and keep pounding Panther Nation, Cody. As uh, Andrew Thomas, who has been a name that has gone kind of dark when it comes to that offensive lineman group because of a Makai Becton, a Tristan Riffs, what do you think all of a sudden does this spark off the run on offensive tackles here? Well, hey, everyone was saying Miami was going to trade up for one, and they're on the clock right now. But in my mind, this is two up. I mean, the, everyone's been saying the Dolphins are tanking for Tua. Uh, you know that that's been the storyline for the the what, over a year now. And hey, you know this is the same organization that passed on Drew Brees because of health concerns. Are they going to make the same mistake twice in a row? I mean, I don't know. I I think if you're if you're Miami, I would uh, I'm drafting Tua. But all the reports say that they love Justin Herbert, so I, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting, but I don't. I I legitimately think two quarterbacks are coming off the board at five and, and six. So, and that means that I think so too. So here's the thing: there's only two more picks before Panthers, and that leaves three players. A lot of people would consider seven, and that is Tua. Uh, you have Herbert, and then Isaiah Simmons. So there is a chance that, you know, a lot of people are going to be happy about whatever pick we get. Yeah, Still sitting here watching this. Simmons, Brown, or Kinlaw. 
Yeah, who is getting drafted next? He's on TV right now for the Miami. There's no way they have him on the television. He's well, not getting drafted. We heard a lot about the the Dolphins doing crazy diligence, due diligence about Tua, right? So really, is 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 that they would be, but, but we have continued to hear that maybe they could pick Herbert instead. That would shake things up because then the I think Chargers they just put that out there. You think so? They just put that out there. I don't Smoke. Think. They their fan base and their team has. Remember, they were planning on tanking for Tua before the beginning of last year. Yeah, it's yeah. been like two years since they watched yeah, the national championship game. They've been tanking <laughs> since he beat Georgia. Yeah, so I, I think I think Tua's gonna come off, and then Herbert's gonna go to the Chargers because he's a West Coast dude. Pick then. So the the, I mean, the this was interesting because they uh, if they if they take an offensive lineman here, they have enough picks to possibly make it interesting with our pick at seven if they wanted to try to trade back. So up. I mean, don't you think it's risky I'm, I'm very, to do I'm that? Sure Shouldn't they do it opposite? Is pick the quarterback and well, then I mean, you trade? Either get, I mean, mm, either one, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's why it's interesting. That's that's what does what makes seven interesting right now because we can either go with Simmons, the rumored Hen- Henderson, or if they want to trade back, and Miami's loaded. Um, they want to come back up for if that line. If Isaiah Simmons trade away is on the board and they take CJ Henderson, are you going to lose it? Every game next year. All right, team money. Believe me, team believe money. Me, believe me. A lot of people don't want Henderson this head. <laughs> T Money, you always get on me for being uh, over emotional. It sounds like you got some feels about Isaiah Simmons. I do, him, right? but even more so than I love Isaiah Simmons, I hate CJ Henderson at seven. <laughs> why? Tell us why. Tell us why. I agree. I'm not taking a guy at seven if you tell me, well, Last year wasn't his best year. Really, you got to look at his tape the year before. Well, then, really, he should have came out the year before. Yep. <laughs> he shouldn't have went back to school. Did all right? Hold on, guys. Best tape hold on. Here, here's the pick with the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavailoa. Ah, oh, boo! <laughs> Tua for Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I have no skin in the game left. All right, the Panthers are two picks away, boys. Two picks away. It gives me just enough time. I'll be back. Chargers don't surprise us, bro. Take Herbert. So the I think that again, if I'm GM of the Chargers, I like the idea of picking Simmons, pairing him with Derwin James, getting that defensive front rolling, and going and getting Cam Newton and winning the damn Super Bowl. That is, in a weak AFC, a real possibility to do. But right now, the draft has been par for the mock drafts. It is just going as planned at this point. Will the Chargers shake it up, or will they go quarterback? Gettleman surprised other people. I mean, Gettleman surprised other people, but he didn't didn't surprise us. You know what I could see happening right here? I could see the Browns jumping ahead of Carolina because they probably suspect we'll take Isaiah Simmons. And then trying to trade with the Chargers because I think the Chargers know that Carolina is probably not going to tra- go after Herbert. Wow. So, and the Browns are what at 10? That's risk. 
Yeah. It's still, still risky though, because I mean, they let that would, that would allow another team to jump in front of the Chargers for a lot less. Um, to be further back, and I, you don't know what Belichick singing because there was a lot of reports that Tua fell past ten that mm-hmm. Belichick would go after Tua. Um, I I don't know the ten. I just know still there. I know around the, ten. I wouldn't. It may not cost as much for somebody to get up to nine or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of Browns fans. One of my buddies actually was uh, calling me the other day. He said he expects us. He expects to trade with Carolina to come up and pick Isaiah Simmons, um, and and us tra- you know trade back. But uh, I, I told him I'm not entirely sure that we'll do that. But uh, I would like to see us trade back just for a little more capital. Um, and uh, but we'll see. I I, I'm, people, I'm hoping for Isaiah Simmons at the same time. Though I think people are scared of the Patriots unnecessarily because of their reputation. They mm-hmm. do not have the picks and the capital that they used to have each year. If you remember, like it would always be that they were able to trade like a 32nd pick for next year's first. So they'd be just racking up stuff. That is not what the Patriots have done in the last couple of years. I don't even know. Do they have they have a first round pick? Is it late? The Saints pick is late. We kind of think that is as some of the teams that we expect every year to do something really don't have a lot to offer this year. The Patriots I had like this retweeted about the Patriots. Next, uh, yeah. Two years or something. What's that Gene? I said, I had that retweeted all the Patriots picks. Cause they do have, like he was saying, um, they do have quite a few picks. I mean, they might they might only have one, one first rounder, but they got a couple of thirds, a couple of fours, a couple of fifths. I mean, they're loaded. Yeah, one of my friends is a Dolphins fan, and he was talking about that. They almost have as many picks as the Dolphins over the next couple of years. They do, guys. Yeah, because yeah, they to always right trade now. out of the, they always trade out of rounds. I know. I thought that had been something of the past more so. I feel like I have not heard them accumulating a ton. They did get a fourth for Gronk. I don't know. I didn't fact check him, but he keeps up, you know, because that's the division. Right. He was like, they have uh, a couple picks less than us over the next couple years. And Nova Black was going to join us tonight, but he said his Google account phone are acting up, so he told me to tell everybody what's up and send love to Everybody on the City 3 podcast from Nova Black. My man. Hey, Nova, we'll miss you, man. My man. Uh, I just had, yeah. have 13 picks this year. The Pats have 13 picks this year? Yeah, <laughs> they, have, uh, they have 23, 87, 98, 100, 125. Well, don't listen to me. Tampa, you know what? As Gene... Guys, Gene came on this show right now. He put me on blast on Twitter for something I tweeted three years ago. I was all on the Fournette train that year. Um, Yeah, well, sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes we get it wrong, folks. Oh, T-Money, someone who's been here since the beginning. How much shit did they give me when I got upset about Kelvin Benjamin back in the day? They gave me mad shit talking yeah. about, oh, man, you uh, this and that, because I was all on Allen Robinson and, and Bradley Roby that year. But I tell you, mm-hmm. we not a lot of people get it right. But I said it a couple episodes ago, 
Tony's never had a wet dream for, for anybody as much as he did for Kevin White. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. Is but if you think about this, is why Kevin why Kevin White had a failed career. The point was is that now hold the, on the pick is in. All right, they didn't try, they didn't uh, trade it back. All right, no, 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 they're not. All right, go ahead, Tony. They're okay. Not, uh, they're not. So when we all right, so and, and you're so right. First of all, T Money's memory is like an elephant. Second, uh, you're right about that. <laughs> but if you think about if you think about the criticisms that have come for us squandering the Cam era, they were with our inability to put weapons around him. And I think that that, and I'm trying to justify, because Kevin White turned out to be a giant bust. (laughs) Uh, And when I said, y'all guys weren't around, but Kevin White got a whole, like, podcast and a half, probably, just how good he was going to be. We had graphics. We we made graphics for Homeboy. I tell you this, is that was a a man that looked good in underwear. That's That's what happens. You know, Sammy Coates was a little bit of that for me, too. As I saw Sammy Coates look all cock D's and run really fast, and I was like, oh, yeah. And he didn't do shit either. I want to say, Dolph Kleeman tweeted that they took Herbert. Oh. Ooh. Don't don't read don't read Twitter. Let's let's just let mm-hmm. let me just happen. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to hey. believe nothing I hear from Twitter. I don't want nothing to spoil it. I don't want to hear that we took fucking. Derek oh, Brown. hold on, this is this so real? Is this real? I didn't get to see. I wasn't watching the stream. It said somebody tweeted this. Why was Dave Gettleman wearing a mask in his house by himself? Yep, he was. He was. He, <laughs> he put it on was after. Funny. Yeah, he put it after. On. He, put it on in the, he must have been planning on going out. After they made the NFL draft. The Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert. All right, Isaiah Simmons is a Carolina Panther. We're getting Simmons. Okay. Uh, but the oh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be oh, so. It'll be interesting. So we get the pick between Simmons and Derek Brown because I could definitely see Marty fucking Derek Brown. Better, but I I think I think Simmons matches exactly what uh what rule wants Matt to do. Rule wants to do. Yes, speed, athleticism. He wants yes, athletes yes. on the oh, field. Versatile. Oh, I can't believe this is going to fall. Multiple is another word he likes. I believe Matt Rule and Al Davis would have gotten along glo- wonderfully. Please don't. This doesn't bode well for uh, Cam Newton, does it? Please don't fuck No. Hey, yes, thank you. Hey, what do y'all think if we get if we get Simmons and Keekley as his coach? This is Oh, dude, that's the dream. Daryl, that's the dream, dude. Daryl Beveridge. Daryl Beveridge in the chat says this as well. Cam will be going to the Patriots. Well, I hope he kind of does, Ooh. man. Where does uh, where does Jameis Winston end up now? I mean, because like, I mean, he's going to be a backup somewhere now. Yeah, he's got to. Every every quarterback on our team just picked up who they needed, except for New his, England. His last chance might have been the XFL. What about Denver? <laughs> no, they have Drew Locke. 
Yeah. Bring in bring in homeboy as the backup. <sighs> but Marty can't uh, Marty can't totally mess it up because Herbert is off the board. That was him and like I said, CJ Henderson is the two that were like I totally would be pissed. This is Cody's boy. This is Cody's boy. Dang, Justin Herbert. He loves Justin Herbert. He thinks he's the white cam. But that means that means well, Cam well, no, is that's officially not, done. That's not even what I'm saying. When you put him in a better nobody knew who Joe Burrow was before Joe Brady helped him out tremendously with that system. What I'm saying is you can't tell me that if you put Justin Herbert in a better system than that god-awful Oregon offense, that he wouldn't have success. He would absolutely have success. You just have to build around him. But it don't matter. I tell you this. I'm looking at this boy right now, and he is not no Cam Newton. That is for damn sure. Dude, dude, dude. The, the, the pick is in right now. Okay, so we didn't trade, yeah. All right. I swear if this oh, is yeah. Anderson, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm probably going to get off real quick. Please pay Simmons. Simmons, Simmons, come on. I think we're all going to see like six people celebrate here. I'm not, I'm not reading the chat. I'm not reading the chat. Sorry, chat. You're going to have to wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm closing my oh, eyes. I'm closing my eyes. Come on. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. I'll take oh, back oh, my Commercial. <laughs> Commercial. I saved one shot oh, for this gosh. pitch. Here we go. All right. Round table prediction. Everybody thinks it's going to be Simmons. Big Chauncey it's says be, it's Brown. No, no he didn't. Say, he's not I'm, saying they called it. He's saying it's got to be Brown. Mm. I, I'm telling you, the only reason I see that being a possibility is the moves they made at linebacker, right? They've already signed no, Shaq Thompson. No, uh, I just want to say this. Nobody read the chat until after we know. Sorry, yeah. chat room. We love you. We want to. I'm, I'm not <laughs> trying to hear that we took Brown fucking five uh, seconds before. Uh. From a, a All right. On, so, from what on, went to be, what went from being potentially one of the most exciting shakeup drafts, it has gone ex- ex- exactly as expected. Yeah, it's just like very a blueprint. And if anything, Dave Gettleman shook it up by taking the guy that was supposed to be number one two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Most polished guy, in the, most polished tackle in the draft. But the only reason I say that is we got to hear Whitehead, you know, in the free agency. So we made moves at linebacker. We still need a third linebacker. I know, but I don't know if they're going to play more than linebacker. That's what's so that's the part of it. That's the benefit that I could see. Well, the good news is we need a strong safety. We need a linebacker. We need we're going to need him to play like he played at Clemson. We need every position that Isaiah Simmons plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just thinking about in the nickel with him and Shaq in the middle of the field. Well, if you're looking at one situation out of out of twenty, though, I mean, well, out of how about this? Bitch ass Gronk is gonna have to go back into retirement after Simmons gets a hold of him. Bam! <laughs> yeah, so put him yeah. in the dirt. Oh, 
That's fucking I'm, going, Mario. You heard it. Break ever. Up. All if I'm they, saying that, is. I've ever said about Marty Hearn. He might channel. He might channel his inner Gettleman. Don't go, Derek Brown. No, he's not gonna oh, do it. He's not gonna go, oh. Derek Brown. <laughs> I think the Luke oh, Keekley pick, the Luke Keekley pick in 2012, gives us hope for this. The yeah. Carolina Panthers had John Beeson and and Thomas Davis. John Beeson was coming off an injury, but. Do you remember he was training with the rubber bands in the sand and all that mess? He looked like a beast then. Beeson was awesome. By the way, Beeson was the better linebacker until the comeback for Davis. But think about it. Hasn't Carolina always had a good linebacking core? I mean, always. Sam Mills, Lamar Lathan, John Beeson, Thomas Davis, Luke Keith. Dan Morgan, Will Witherspoon. Dan Morgan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've always had a great linebacking court. This guy falls in line. Is Christian making the pit? No, but they're about to read it. It's been in for a minute. So hold on. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. God. Jerry Judy, Alabama. Shut the hell up, dude. (laughs) I would be pissed, but. It's going to happen. We're picking a wide receiver here. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not reading the chat. I'm getting a headache. What is going on? Why is it not? Why do they have to put Mel's best available between every Definitely don't look at Twitter. All right, here we go. All right, here, here it go. is. All right. Oh, Matt Rule put on a suit? This guy, I don't know how to feel about him right now. The office has one Carolina Panthers thing in it. With the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL draft, Carolina Panthers select Derek fucking Brown. Dude. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. It's real. Okay. All right. That's a freaking joke, dude. It's not. (laughs) It was a need. It was a need. And Derek Brown's an elite player. Let's defend. I'm going to defend this pick. I'm going to defend this pick. The Carolina's Panthers. I mean, we need it. We need it. Defensive tackle. But when Isaiah Simmons is on the board. Oh, my God. Guys, I wanted a reason to love Matt Rule and Tepper era, and it not. He don't even look that big, dude, in that chair. Is that chair a giant size chair? Oh, he's crying. Dude, I blame Marty Ernie for this shit. What do you think? His favorite meal salad? (laughs) I hope not. not. I hope not. If I if I if Isaiah Simmons was not off the board and we took Gary Brown, I would be okay. But when Isaiah Simmons slips to seven. Yeah. And you take Derek Brown. Yeah. He's All a right. good player. I don't want the Panthers could not play. stop the run to save their life last year. They couldn't because they switched to a three-four. And let's and also, yep. Let's well, yes, that's a great point, uh, T Money. The other point though is is that the Panthers in 2012, after firing Marty Herney or 2013. 
when they started their strong run, did it by double dipping at defensive tackle. This was Dave Gettleman with Star Latulale and then KK Short. So while, you know, it's hard to get excited about a hog molly, is that they are important to the roster. And right now we had no defensive tackles. We have none. This guy's gonna be handed a starting job from day one. Yeah. You could have traded down and took Derrick Brown though. You could have traded down and just took Kenlaw. So uh so we talked about earlier about falling in love and giving away faces. Does this look like a, the face of a man who uh, loved Derek Brown? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's the same picture. You, it's like Norv and DJ Moore, right? <laughs> and you said it, Gene, before the show popped yep. off. Is that the Carolina I mean, we, that they're they're good at giving it away? And they've given it away. And almost once Herbert was gone, does that make uh, Derek Brown inevitable? Yeah, I'll be right back. I I think they probably had it. I think after he fell to him, it was inevitable. (sighs) The Cardinals picking so quick. You guys think it's going to be Simmons, or who do you guys think it is? Yeah, it's it's kind of Simmons. Who who would not take him? (laughs) Who would not take him? The Carolina Panthers. And the Giants, and the obviously. By the, the way, is that I think that the Cardinals are on the come up big time. Yeah. You oh, add Simmons. The Cardinals are probably offense. taking. The Cardinals they are probably. They might take Jerry Judy or Lamb, CeeDee Lamb. They'd probably take CeeDee Lamb over Jerry Judy. Just yeah, off of I mean, the Murray they and could, Lamb connection. Yeah. That's true. But they could take either one of those two, basically, because of that connection. And you put. J Dub says we wasted oh. the star pick. Star Latulale was a great pick for us. Uh, Nick Nick Montiero says he gave us four ninety nine. He says happy birthday to Brian Burns. Best to the Pan- uh, best on the Panthers roster. He says WTF. He also said he would have donated fifty dollars to the podcast earlier had we had picked Isaiah Simmons. So he's sneakily going. Well, I saved myself. Well, first of all, you didn't save yourself anything because you're donating. So you're just generous and cool. Other than the shit you give to Tony every week. <laughs> Other than that. Uh, no, is uh, I do like Brown over Simmons, though. And right now, how about this? All right, so I meant not Simmons. Uh, Sim over Kinlaw. Brown over. I was about to say what? Brown over Kinlaw is what I'm saying. Is I think that Brown is uh, Brown over Kinlaw. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of the safer. It's the safer bet, man. And the other question I have to you guys when it comes to this is that um, at least so now is that if you would have would you have been more upset, T Money, had you heard C J Henderson's name announced? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I would have left to hang out and been done for the night. <laughs> the Cardinals took Isaiah Simmons right after us. We yeah, wouldn't gonna last much longer. Did the Cardinals take Isaiah no. Simmons? Yeah, I can't. I can't believe he lasted as long as yeah. he did. He did go to the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah he's gone. Yeah. He's he's off the board now. 
Oh my goodness! Mm, mm, All right, mm. so the draft has well, gone I'll from rather, being excited go, to unexciting. I'd rather him go to the Cardinals and like keep slipping to like Atlanta. Right. That's same a good way, way I don't good. want Atlanta to get. Same way I don't want Atlanta to get Kinlaw either because Kinlaw and Grady Jarrett in the middle <clears throat> might be unblockable. Kinlaw might be going next. Or in the next one or two, Jacksonville, Cleveland Giants, or uh, Jets. Jacksonville needs a corner, so they might take C.J. Henderson. Yeah. Because didn't yeah, A.J. I, I, Boye leave, too? Yes. Mm. So lost and, they're, and Njoku is making a big mess right now, too. So I could see uh, I could see maybe the Jaguars doing some uh, draft capital trade to try to get something for Njoku. Uh, somebody in the chat says this current montage of CJ uh, of Isaiah Simmons just seems like it's running, rubbing it in now. Rubbing it in, yes. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know if he plays. Uh, hey, Does he? Uh, hey, is, uh, is 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 Travis still there? Yeah, Travis. Hey, now we both are getting to smoke weed, all heartbroken and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll think of you tonight, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just terribly disappointed. Terribly yeah, disappointed. I, I, hey, I, I feel exactly what you're going through. And uh, can I just say, man, and listen, I, I don't uh, – Tony is right. It is what the doctor ordered. Our run defense was abysmal. Derek Brown is going to be that presence in the middle um, that, that we haven't uh, – that we have not had in a long time. But I'm just going to be honest, man. I, I don't trust – the evaluation process of the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I mean, even if uh, we're do talking bu- about, do you believe this was like T Money said to set in stone? I mean, I don't even know. I, I just think that it, Marty Herney is so apparent. Like what Gene said, showing a picture. It's like you always know who we're going to draft by who Marty Herney is seeing making Google wise with at their pro day. It, it's like. <laughs> That that's who we pick. Well, I, we're going off that. Then I mean, we would have. I guess we would have took I mean, Herbert if he was DJ, available. DJ Moore. Well, he was gone though. You never know. They would have taken him. He would have goo goo eyed. Love of love of Derek Brown through this whole process. I mean, it ain't just the pro day. They met with him at the combine, and then. Uh, just the media members who continuously brought his name up when con- in connection with us. You heard his name more than anybody else. And it was just the same as yeah. last year and the year before that with Gettleman, when, even when Gettleman was around. Um, a lot of this, I mean, well, Brian it just Burns drums it up. A little bit. Up. And this kind of answers a question everybody had because everybody thought every, – Everybody thought Rule might be everybody like is Herney going to be decision or is Rule going to get the final decision tonight? And this feels like a Herney pick. So I would disagree with Cody a little bit though. I feel like Burns and DJ Moore both surprised what? me a little bit. I mean DJ Moore. When we uh, took Brian. Yeah, Brian, but I you saw we uh, you know what it was? It was Norv that gave away the DJ Moore pick, right? Yeah, no, you're right. It was yeah. North Carolina. All right, here, uh, Cody. Take when Brian over. Burns got picked, though, I thought we were gonna take. I thought we were gonna take Montez, though. 
Well, I would like to say that Chase Young, do you believe he's going to be the defensive, offensive, rookie defensive player of the year or special teams player of the year? Question for that. But I want to go to the calls, and Cody, you take the mic after the call, all right? <laughs> Cody, you, you take the mic. Yep. Oh, man, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, we didn't get Simmons, but um, hopefully – we get another good pick in the second round. Alrighty, guys. Hope you have a good day. It's Anthony Rochelle. Um, you know, I'm just kind of disappointed, but, you know, it is what it is. Panthers for life. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Is that the, I guess that's the last call. Um, yeah, man, I, I think we're all – I don't know, man. And I I didn't want to be a pessimist and be like, oh, I don't want to get my hopes up because I'm always disappointed. But here I am again disappointed, man. <laughs> right. And, and I just want to add a little bit of why. So Brown is a, is a good pick for us, but I just don't think that you draft a, a, a run-stopping – defensive tackle with a top 10 pick. I don't think he offers a lot of upside as a pass rusher. So in my opinion, you're talking about a player whose only function is to stop the run. So yeah. I mean, we were a terrible run defense last year. So logic, it it makes sense, but man, come on, dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry, y'all. Gotta wonder what this is going to do with uh, all the uh, purging they've done on the roster. Because they couldn't move KK's contract here. And speaking of KK, I mean, yeah, I feel like ever since he got that big deal, he's kind of underperformed on his contract. And if it wasn't yeah. for the dead cap on that contract, you wonder if they would have moved on from him. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, to piggyback on what Gene just said, uh, I do think that um, K1 Short's best years were when he had Starla Tudelay next to him. And he did have that big, powerful defensive tackle that was going to draw some some double teams in the middle and give K1 Short those one-on-one matchups. And I don't know that he ever had that chemistry with Don Tari Poe. Or Gerald McCoy. So, yeah. Um, and you have to think Brian Burns, K1 Short, Derek Brown, you have Christian Miller. Uh, by the way, the Jaguars just selected CJ Henderson. Wow. Well, they needed to replace They needed to replace Ramsey. So, yeah. Uh, those reports about CJ going in the top 10, they weren't wrong. Dude, his whole family looks bored as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Guys, I wanted so badly, so, so badly to be able to talk on Tuesday about how much I was excited about. I know. It was there. It was right there for the taking. Well, I think what we need to do now, and I think a lot of us, you know, a defensive tackle isn't a sexy pick, and... You know, I think we're all a little jaded by 
the the draft of, of of Vernon Butler. You know, he's the most recent defensive tackle that we've we've drafted, and to have him be a burst a bust in the first round um, is tough. The the other part is he was he was you know drafted late that year because we had won you know went to the Super Bowl that year. Um, but no, I, I'm 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 going to hold my judgment until I actually see. Uh, in depth, like I always try to do the highlights, but until you can actually look into the the actual, you know, as Cody probably has done with him, the actual technique and his his actual uh, value that he's going to bring to the team, um, I think it's it's fair to say let's uh, let's wait and then we'll talk about that Tuesday. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it, this it, is yeah, a good I pick. Don't know what you're I think out of these prospects until two three years under it, anyways. I think it's a good pick. You need a the Panther the Panthers defensive line is a wreck right now. Not only have we lost defensive ends, Mario Addison was so uh, important to this defense, even though he was aging. Right now, we saw the problems that were apparent because of the lack of defensive tackles. KK Short is my dude. We all love him, but we don't know how he's going to look after – I mean, I won't say how he's going to look after, but we missed him last year sorely, and you never know what's going to happen with an inj- with a player coming off an injury. So while the Derrick Brown pick is not necessarily the sexiest of picks, we could have been picking C.J. Henderson, which the Browns did. Uh, and you know what? Kudos to the Browns. Think about that. Now they got uh, two top corners – They've got a – I mean, as usual for the last couple years or for the last year or so, the Browns look good on paper. Hey, don't uh, do that. Just to correct you, it was the Jags that picked up uh, C.J. Henderson. Oh, Browns. really? It was the Jags? Okay, man. Yeah. My, all yeah. right. Sorry. So the Browns <laughs> pick is in right now then. I'm So I'm sitting here watching the Browns pick is in. I'm just watching the highlights from the previous pick. Got to be offensive tackle for the Browns. All right, so the Browns don't have the two best corners or two good quarters now. So if I'm really damn good one now, is this kid announcing the pick? Uh, no, he no, he was just talking about. Uh, by the way, on the Panthers, um, live stream right now, guess who they got breaking it down. Steph Curry. Jake DeLong. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> they are also on Zoom. They are also on Zoom, I believe. It looks like Zoom. It could be Cisco, WebEx. What a bl- missed opportunity by other video conferencing platforms to let just Zoom take all the kudos during all of this. Uh, dude. I, I woke up this morning thinking it was going to be such a great day, and up until the point of where the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert, it has been a fantastic day. And every since <laughs> then has sucked. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. The life of a Panthers uh, fan, man. Highs, you want it? You wanted Justin Herbert? Hey. No, I didn't want Justin Herbert. I wanted, wanted Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. After they drafted Herbert, everything after that sucked because they could have had Simmons and – now I just heard oh, the Steph Curry is, you know, it's whatever. All right, so the Browns uh, took I mean, uh, we, your Jedrick Wills. so much that we didn't get Simmons? Or are we mad about getting Derrick Brown? I don't, I, don't Derrick Brown's my, a bad pick. I, I don't mind Derrick Brown. He's a bad pick. 
I don't like Derek Brown at seven when Simmons is on the board. Yeah, so if it's Simmons just was gone, passing on if Simmons. Simmons was gone and like imagine Herbert got drafted instead of Simmons. I didn't want Herbert. Derek Brown would have been okay for me. So I don't, I'm not never, mad about the Derek Brown never pick. Be I'm other, never be other, yeah, never be other run-stopping defensive tackles, you know, in the coming drafts in the next few years. I don't think there's ever going to be someone, you know. Oh like Isaiah potential. Simmons, yeah. I agree. But, man, did he really yeah. play as fast as he as you guys make him out to be? Like, yeah. half of the – Yeah. Insane, yeah. dude. I'm telling you. Like, go go back and look at Luke Keekley's college stuff. Isaiah Simmons is better than that. No, he's and not. There's no Keekley. way. No way. First of all, uh, college-wise, no. Well, Luke Keekley had like a bazillion tackles every year. Yeah, the one thing I like Luke about – this is what I've seen, and I've only looked at highlights. You guys have – you've watched the real film. So, I again, I just told you that the Browns picked C.J. Henderson. So, why the fuck listen to me? But <laughs> what I see is this is one of the things that about one of the things about Luke Keekley that was different is it was the quickness of him making the decision on how to play. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah, instinctually went after things and that's a playing fast that is different than athleticism. And from just a couple of highlight films, you know, I just haven't seen that decisiveness but from... i mean it all came later though because luke wasn't the playmaker that he was did the that he ended up being he wasn't like that in college yeah he was yeah. he was the no. dip butt kiss Mm-mm. winner he was the dip butt kiss winner for tackles though he wasn't i feel like he made he started becoming a game changer once he got with us yeah uh, luke kicksley uh in his final season had 112 solo tackles. Um, and in Isaiah Simmons' final season, he had 67. Now, mind you. I mean, you, but who mind else? You, off mind you, mind you, hold up. Wait, say those that. numbers again. More Luke than tackles. Luke had 112 tackles. How many tackles did he have every year for the Panthers? But I don't know. I'm just saying Ever, that like Isaiah that. Simmons. It was like that. It was always like that. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Simmons played more positions that that don't always right. require you to tackle. So it's not a one. But not even that. I mean, who else off of Boston College made it to the league? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Doug Flutie. Talking about their defense. Was Doug Flutie in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Man. <laughs> wow. Who went Doug Flutie? Well done, Travis. That's awesome. Hey, and I used to have a roommate that had a Flutie Flakes box of, like, he always kept it up on display. Flutie Flakes, Doug Flutie. Even though, even though I didn't, don't. I was talking about he's number one player ever. (laughs) The number one player in CFL history, Doug Flutie. Don't really mean nothing. That's like being number one player in your high school. He was good. He was good. He was good. All right. So, so far, the draft has gone off without a hitch. Yeah. Exactly. I think it would be. Well, 
said for Simmons. I thought he would have been gone. Well, I mean, like the actual technical part. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Technically, everything seems to be working oh, okay. really well. Um, oh, I will yeah, say that I to have any extended. Time. And who are all these mm-hmm. people on the screen right now? And why are they so pretty? Like every single one of those people from Dell are beautiful. <laughs> I um, so I was I was getting ready to say that I I kind of mentioned it on the uh, podcast that I don't anticipate a lot of trades just for the fact that things are going to be as complicated as it is. So putting everything, you know, trying to figure out trades and getting in the deadlines and everything, I just felt like was going to be an extra step these guys don't want to take. That is true. We've been hearing the Giants were interested in trading. Atlanta was interested in trading. The Skins. Yeah, the Lions. The Skins was thinking about trading down. Didn't they say Gettleman said in his press conference that he was looking to trade down? Yeah, yeah Gettleman, Gettleman's like an ultimate chess player in that regard. I'm not saying he's smart about it, but he's 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 constantly throwing up smoke screens when it comes to stuff like that. To Jets. take somebody that we know who you would take. Like, we know yeah. you're going to take an offensive line. Yeah. Well, you know what? The problem is, is why didn't he do that while he was in Carolina? What, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, man, we could have used that. That See, that's the thing with Gettleman that is he talks the right talk. I mean, he right did, talk. he just didn't in the first round. Nah, what, when? Yeah, I mean, he took he took Darrell Williams, and then uh, third, fourth, free agent yeah, he was fourth. Well. I mean, he's, so, I mean, he's, he's he drafted took him, he just didn't take him early. Mm-hmm. He's never yeah. he never understood though that it was such a significant weakness that there need look is Gettleman in his career as GM was a dollar a day late and a dollar short a couple of times yeah and when yeah. you think about the offensive line that's one of them by the time he realized I can't do what I think I can he then went and tried to put money at Matt Khalil. Right. And you know what? Yeah. I celebrated the Matt Khalil move at that moment because at least we were trying to do something. But again, now that is the greatest travesty of Cam's career, uh, Panthers career. Not the playmakers, not none of that. He was awful. He never got, he, he was never so got bad. First round tackle in his whole career. Never. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yep. And that's where I agree. And I do believe that because he was a day late and a dollar short. By realizing that, Matt Khalil shows us that. Again, he did a couple of things, too. One of the criticisms was not putting enough talent around Cam to where this was a Cam-only show. And guess what? At the end of his tenure, he goes all in on Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel. You know what I'm saying? It was always like, and Dave Gettleman used to say, don't shop while you're hungry. But he always shopped hungry. Think about the year that he let Josh Norman go, and then we picked three corners, Daryl Worley. And none of them are on the team. (laughs) Yeah, none of them. That's right. Bradbury, right? It was Zach Sanchez hasn't played in the NFL in, what, two, three years? New York Jets select Makai Becton. Hmm. That makes sense. Get some protection for Sam Donald. Derek, uh, Derek Brown already got the uh, got trying to get on Panthers' side right here. He said, "Shout out to the Panthers. I'm ready. Got to start learning that playbook in Madden 2000 or Madden 20. Who trying to play with me? Leave your gamer tag in a comment." Mm. 
I mean, it won't be our playbook because Phil Snow. Because <laughs> it's last game, year. But yeah, it's, play calling. But. but it sounds good. No, no, I thought it was pretty cool that he's trying to play with fans right now. That's right. Making an effort. Uh, Say that again, Cody. CK. Um, Derek Brown tw- uh, tweeted. Uh, shout out to the Panthers. I'm ready. Got to start learning that playbook in Madden 2020. Who trying to play with me? Leave your gamer tag in a comment. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll make you a fan right away. And what else do you do, right? Actually, I mean, hell, they actually have NASCAR races that are based on video games. So why not learn on Madden? Mm-hmm. Who was it that was telling us that? Was it Nova? Take old Henry Ruggs here. Who did the, uh, the Raiders take? type pick? But they might go CD Lamb. Did the Jets take uh, uh, Jerry Judy? I think they got a lot of receivers. No, the Jets nah, took, took Mekhi Beckton. They took Mekhi Beckton. Which they needed oh, okay. so desperately. Offensive line. Yeah. And they took him away from Tampa. Because I think Tampa is looking to take a tackle to protect Tom Brady. No Jerry, no Jerry Judy selected, correct? Right? To, uh, uh, I think Lamb might go for Judy, but I think Las Vegas right here, the Raiders, they're they're going to pick one of those two. Yeah, I yeah, think they don't have anyone. Any I think Brooks is going here. The Patriots are going to pick. They've been Judy. saying. Uh, I mean, not the Patriots, the Bucks. In love with Rugs. The Bucks, I, the Alabama wide receiver, Rugs. Yeah, gotcha. Not a bad idea. Oh man! At least that's what Tony Pollard. Worse is still on the board, anyways. That is he? Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Dude, somebody already got Derek Brown in a Panthers uniform. I thought you're gonna see San Francisco take a offense. Hey, I mean, Derek Brown send me that. Line. Send me so that on Twitter, Rick like On everybody next year. <laughs> All right, take an offensive lineman. All right, here, let's All take right. another. Derek Brown was a unanimous All-American. Dude, didn't you see him pile drive that kid? All right, let's take another call from Panther fans. The number is 252-228-5098. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It's our draft party, seventh one in a row. We're here every year breaking it down like this. We are ahead of the curve. Everybody's talking about flattening the curve. We are the curve. The number's 252-228-5098. Man, man, man. How y'all doing, man? This is Jake Cavazia. I'm watching the draft with y'all. You know what I'm saying, man? Love the show, love the show, man. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm pissed we picked up Derrick Brown. I want Isaiah Simmons. So goddamn fucking bad. Y'all heard me say this shit like uh, yep. I hear you, what, on Tuesday. You heard me say that shit, but at the same time, I think, you know, Derrick Brown, he's going to do okay, man. I think I think he can stop the run. I think he can move that damn pocket. I'm not pissed off to the point where I'm just like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, he don't turn out like Vernon Butler. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay? Oh, gosh. You know the worst. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Oh, beside him and, and KK next to each other, him, him and Short next to each other, I think we'll be all right, man. I really do, man. My question is, who the fuck we gonna take in the damn second, man? That's all I want to know. Mm. And Cody, like I said, I still want AJ Terrell. Can't get AJ Terrell, man. Hey, man, pull the trigger on Jalen Hurts, man. I'm telling you, man. I, I tell you, I wouldn't mind getting that damn safety out of damn Washington either, man. 
got his fucking name, him or the damn safety out of Alabama, or maybe the corner out of Alabama. But we got to do. I think this is gonna be a damn defensive ass fucking draft. I really do, man. It's gotta I be. Want, I don't want a wide it's receiver. It's gotta you know, be. I have a feeling they're gonna pick up a wide receiver, and I won't be surprised if they don't pick up a defensive end or defensive tackle from damn Baylor. I really do. So uh, give me your uh, thoughts on that, and keep pounding. What was the names that were linked to rule from Baylor? Because they're really James Lynch. Yep. Is he defensive and, uh, tackle or defense or defensive end? He's, or I none. Would say he's gonna be an interior defensive lineman on the next level. So, uh, two things from Twitter. Uh, Marty Herney said that they were very high on Isaiah Simmons as well, but they believe that it starts up front. And Marty Herney didn't believe that Derek Brown would even be there at pick seven. So, really, we if we wanted Simmons, we needed the Lions to take Simmons at number three. Uh, you mean Jordan the Brown, Rodriguez, take Brown at three. Jordan Rodriguez reporting. The Panthers you mean take Brown did, at three? Yeah. The, uh, the Jordan Rodriguez reporting that the Panthers didn't see, did indeed receive calls for the seventh spot, but they said that they felt very strongly about taking Brown at seven. That's bullshit. So, I mean, I can respect that. He he acknowledged that he acknowledged that Isaiah Simmons was worth taking. So I don't really mind. But you really believe that somebody offered us real shit at that point, and we're not trying to get a little bit more? That would be the silly part to me. Is that it has nothing strongly about Derrick Brown? I guess. I mean, it makes sense if you have a bad GM. But you could have gotten, like, I mean, think you might be able to get Jerry Judy and Derek Brown that way. Henry Ruggs went to. uh, We were never going to take Jerry Judy. Yep. We were never going to take a receiver in the first round. They they were reporting that uh, Gruden was in love with him for a while, so. I figured, I figured that was what was that we was need. Be. We need too many defensive pieces, and, and this receiving class is too deep for us to take a uh, wide receiver in the first round. But if you had two picks, though, still wouldn't. It would have been two defensive players, which would we could use like big. Time. I mean. Uh, I would have loved to. I would have loved them trade back into the teens. But I mean, I think somebody whoever whoever said that had a good point. There's been no trades so far. I think I think it's no trades mainly because it's it's been uneventful. Yeah, well, it's it's been uneventful, and I think it's intended to be that way. I think these guys are simply trying to do everything they can to. Uh, make sure there not are no hiccups. Technology stuff. Yeah, <laughs> n- not you know. So I, I, I knew. I'm not gonna say I knew, but I felt as though this was gonna be the, the most straightforward draft we're gonna see, um, at least until tomorrow night. And maybe tomorrow night we start seeing a lot more movement because guys are gonna feel a little more comfortable with the system, especially after tonight. Tonight moving as slu- as smoothly as it has. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, it's interesting that there has been no movement at all um, at the, up to this point. Even just moving up one spot. I mean, you see that happen pretty frequently when we talk about this stuff. So, I agree. 
Well, I still get. I, I still hope because I mean, at this point in the picks. draft, nobody's traded up for a franchise quarterback. Nobody's traded up for you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. At this point, we would somebody would have traded up for a franchise quarterback by now. But those people already had good picks, being the Chargers and the Dolphins. You think they were the only teams? I mean, you, New England could have used a quarterback. They don't have twenty, but twenty-seven picks. Nobody laughed at that. Nobody laughed at that after all the shit y'all made out of that earlier. Not a single. What was that? What did you say? I'm gonna be honest. I I missed it. I said, uh, "What did you say, uh, T Money? <laughs> T Money? What did you ask?" I said, you said, the, "I said you said nobody needed a quarterback that could trade up." I said the Patriots didn't need a quarterback. And I said, "What they they only got but 26 picks." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. After they definitely could have used. Like I said earlier, the reports were that they they were waiting to see if two of Phil and any of these medicals caused him to fall and a lot of the stuff even i heard on the radio on mad dog radio whenever i was coming home from town earlier getting food um they were saying they, were, they had a new england beat reporter on there and saying two fell by fell below 10 then watch for watch out for the patriots what they may try to come up and get him and he didn't fall yeah. so kind of eliminated but that. how many people have we seen trade up for franchise quarterbacks that either didn't need one or traded up for franchise quarterbacks that suck Somebody would have by now in any other year. Ruggs was wearing a robe. How did I miss this? I'm not watching it closely enough. I'm watching the podcast. Somebody wrote that he was wearing a robe. He is. Yeah, I'm not watching it at all. I'm going strictly off of you guys. I don't have cable in my house. Yeah. What would you wear? Yeah, big banner of banner of himself behind you. Uh, would you go? Would you go would fly probably... at, at the home quarantine draft, or would you try to look like the everyday man and go in a robe? All right, I probably would wore something that said something about T Money or T Money Productions or something. Straight facts. Rappaport is reporting. Yeah. yeah, we have our first trade. Yay! Uh, oh, I get to use the graphic. I get to use the graphic. Tampa Bay has traded up one spot with the 49ers. And I'm willing to bet you anything that this is going to be Tristan Riffs. I got the graphic. Finally, I get to Mm -hmm. use the graphic. So, so wait, who uh, did they trade with? The Patriots? No, the 49ers. The 49ers. 49ers were, 49ers were, were 13. So they want uh, someone. Who they want? The 49ers they want, want like a wide want, receiver or something. An offensive lineman. And they're, they're going to draft uh, Tristan. Take, yeah, I could see them taking worse. Who, who are the 49ers going to get? Jerry Judy? No, Javon Kenlaw. Dude, let me tell you, man, John Lynch has been doing a damn good job for the 49ers. They just just traded away DeForest Butner, and they're probably going to draft Javon Kenlaw to replace him. Like, 
They're good to go. Dude. This is how do they always do that? This is the same oh, thing. Finally somebody's got a girlfriend beside him. How do you always get somebody to trade one? Look at this little girl. This is who he dates? Nah, somebody else did earlier. Mm. How do the Niners always get people to trade up one spot? Right? For real, though. Always one Look spot. at Arians. Arians has one. Arians, <laughs> Arians' joint looks exactly like I expected it to look. White chair. Yeah. to do it multiple times. Cause remember, they did that They did that with Mitch. They told the Bears, oh, we're going to take Mitch. We're going to take Mitch. And yep. they traded up one spot to take Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they did. Like, what does John Lynch say? This is why I feel call, like the Panthers like... kind of missed out on an opportunity with all those player prospects being at seven. Because it's not like they need everything to fill every hole this year. They need to start stockpiling assets for future drafts. Right. This is how teams like San Francisco, New England, you kind of sacrifice one draft to one position, good position to gain more positions later. Right. And they just don't do that. And especially with Marty Herney, he just doesn't trade back. I don't I don't but understand if it. If you're gonna do and that, I, I'm, you I'm have sure to analytical trade. Twitter's out yeah, there losing draft, their minds. Right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I've seen what you call it, uh <laughs> I seen what you call it give us a, a C for that Derek Brown pick and I like him. Uh What's my dude name? Tony, you've uh, been on his stuff before. The dude that last name is like Salamingo or something. Oh, uh, yeah, Edward Salamingo. Uh, like, oh, what's his name? But he uh, he lives out west and he does Panthers wire or whatever. Yeah, he gave us a C. Oh yeah, Edgar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I deal with Edgar a lot. A C? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I say him and Billy both are uh, yeah. <laughs> ripping this apart right now. <laughs> Well, when is Billy ever happy? But people don't give us that. Ask, answer that to me. Is that the most... Oh, yeah, Billy? And by the way, Billy I got problems. I got mad problems with kind of him. He's the biggest him. cynicist. Oh, uh, I, I, I can't talk with him. And then the other one, they did a podcast together, Marxist Panther. I want to blow my fucking brains out listening to these dudes. They are the worst fans. And, and I mean, look... And and God bless Billy for like he works hard. He's doing a lot of shit. He's trying to move up. He's trying to get his thing done. Good for him. But it's very um, stepping on the Panthers to get there. God, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just too much, man. It's too much to be unhappy about everything. Yeah, I don't think a lot of what Billy is. Let's hear what Gene's got to say. Gene, go ahead. Gene, go ahead. He, he's a real big film guy, and you know he's he's an analytical guy. So you know, analytical Twitter, and doesn't compute with Panthers right now with Marty no. Hurley, and and and, and, <laughs> and and the whole like hiring of Matt Rule. Everybody, you know, thinks, oh, now we're going to start moving in that analytical way. We start hearing about the analytics, analytics. So you figure a lot of these guys like Billy and them start coming on board, but. Marty's still here, and Marty, and they know yeah, Marty's still was in the background, the making a lot of those of decisions, and making a lot of those moves. 
Well, I think, too, that yeah, a lot figure, of people want to be cooler than they are. And what I mean by that is analytics uh, is that I don't want to poo-poo it like the old hats do. But, I look, I work in a business where statistics are, are looked at. And I tell you this, there's statistics, damn statistics, and lies. And the idea is this, is that analytics are important, but they have to be used in context. They have to, you have to have, you have to make data driven decisions. You don't make decisions. Too many people are just like the data, the data, the data. Now, I don't know what these guys do. The problem with Billy and those cats are, is they're so pessimistic that when you even that they say. They stuff before it even gives a chance. Yeah, yeah. And if even if you're like, hey, I'm all, you know, they're, they, if you ain't online with them, you dumb. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that because you don't mind being told you're an idiot. Mystic Panther fans. No, because I, no, it's not about I like to have the differing opinions because he's going to point out things. He's that... going. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying that I like I like having seen the different opinions. It doesn't bother me as much, like. Well, that's cool. That's cool. But the problem is, that's cool. But the same way, but but what I don't like is the arrogance. That's right. That's exactly right. They act like they're the only one that watches games. They're the only one that watch film. They're the only ones that you know what I'm saying. Like I break stuff down the same way you break stuff down. We might come to different assessments, but don't act like I do my opinion like I don't put in my work. Also, this is this. If we do appreciate different opinions. That's cool, but there's certain people in the world that don't di- appreciate different opinions, and they're both one. You can't call somebody an idiot and say you appreciate their opinion. Yeah, exactly. See, hey, Cody, like, can you cover? Like yeah, me and Cody I think Billy really does a lot, stuff, like but, I good know, work, but I know, but I know. So that's a, that's a, that's a, work, that's one of. The, the yeah, one so, good thing about Billy being so pessimistic like me and Cody things, have different opinions on stuff, so cynical. but I know Cody's out there putting in his homework. Yeah, and like my thing is, is uh, you know, and I've even said when he sees bad, he's gonna no, go ahead, point out how bad to you and share the film with you. Right, and no, I'm just saying what I try and do The reason I like it so much is, is because as somebody who is a eternal optimist about things. <laughs> It's just like the CMC thing. I, I, I love to see. I'm, I'm fine with the CMC signing because right now they've emptied the books of all their big contracts. By the time this contract really goes into a big effect on us, um, the dead cap's going to start dropping off. And I think if you're going to pay a running back, it, it would be now. But Billy, you know, Billy hates that. Hates the idea of paying a running back. They thinks it was they should have well, traded him. Yeah, and, and I, I, I just I, I, I like to see the different opinions and stuff like on that and i i like that when he does film breakdowns that he will point out faults in a lot of these prospects kind of just show and you he'll post the film show you and and I, I really like his perspective of looking at it from that angle uh, but, it helps me yeah. when i'm looking at prospects no, I, I hear you I hear, hey hey, hey uh, shout out is that my man nova black nova what's up guys What's up, man? What's up, buddy? Nova Black, what's up, buddy? Nova, hey, man, talk to us, dude. Darren Brown, I'm glad to be hey, here. You know, seven, I man. went through hell and high water 
trying to get this thing to work, man. Hey, you did it, man. Listen, man, listen, I threw my whole warranty on my iPhone out of the way to make this happen. <laughs> my hangouts wasn't working. My laptop wasn't working. Listen, my my Xbox, no matter where I tried to stream, it wasn't working. Oh, shit. So I had to jailbreak my iPhone. Oh. Dedication Damn, right there, yo. Good thing I planned for the next two years. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you guys, Derek, as far as Derek Brown goes, um, I can say that uh, I'm disappointed, but I'm not let down. Yeah, I feel you. I think well, it was the safest pick at number seven. I still feel mm-hmm. like the better option was to trade down, considering who was on the board if we didn't take um, Isaiah Simmons. So, that being said, man, hey, thank you guys for bringing this podcast to us. Thank you for picking up when I joined, you know, allowing me to speak my piece. My heart was broken before I even started, man. I couldn't get nothing working. I've been trying since <laughs> 7.30. Yeah, Glad man. Get on, man. Glad you got to work. And, uh, I, I remember you uh, You sent me that message on Twitter. I let everybody uh, know that you sent love. But I'm happy you're here, man. And uh, yeah. I, I think everyone kind of feels the same way. Like, we had our hopes up for either Jeffrey Okuda or Isaiah Simmons. And that didn't happen. But... Derek Brown does fill a hole of tremendous mm-hmm. need, man. Every football team was running the football on us. Um, you know, it, we had to have that kind of player. But I agree with you, man. Why not trade down? And I'm, I agree. And I'm, uh, I'm reading now that the Panthers had offers to trade down, and they chose not to. Mm. Cody, you're making this worse for me, man. They chose not it's to so trade down. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! I mean, I, my personal belief is it doesn't matter. But um, I feel like uh, Javon Kinlaw would have offered us more at the yeah. Um, because he could have been more of an anchor. I think Derek Brown is more ready to play right now. But I think Ken Law got the higher upside. If we had a good defensive line coach that could get the best out of him long term, they could put him at uh, nose or any other position. But you can and you can do that with Derrick Brown right now. But as far as uh, impact on the game, pushing the pocket, you're talking about pushing guys like Ryan Khalil in his prime, man, like pushing those guys straight off center. Yeah. The best guy, I think, for that would be Ken Law. But if you want somebody who has, the, you know, all of the technical skills, like pass rush moves that could get the center, you know, off, off, off. If, if you're in more of a gap or zone, a gap control defense like Ron Rivera, Ken Law would be a guy over Derek Brown. So right now, I, I don't yeah. think we, we. I think we're more going towards a, a zone type defense because of the guy that we have. Because you can still play him at nose in the three four or right. anywhere on the four three. So by the way, let me update you. Speaking of Javon Kenlaw, 
with the 14th pick in the draft, San Francisco 49ers select Javon King. Gosh, they select the defensive tackle every year. And, and I'm they surprised. Were, they were, they were, so they replaced, they replaced Buckner. Yeah, they replaced – dude, dude, right now, right now, John Lynch might legitimately be the best general manager in the NFL. Yeah, 100%. Seriously. I agree. Yeah. Like real yeah. talk. You hey. you lose you, tra- you trade what you call it to Indianapolis. You still gonna trade back yeah. and got him. Yep. But they they, yep. they did though. They uh they were at thirteen uh, and they traded they traded back one with Tampa Bay. They let so Tampa what, Bay. Come I'm, up. I'm not watching the draft. I'm only knowing about everything because y'all got. What did Tampa give up to move back one pick? That's they a great up. question. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm still looking for that. Um, I have not found what. Uh, hey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, I have it right here. Uh, San Francisco 49ers received uh number fourteen and pick number one seventeen, and Tampa Bay uh received pick thirteen and pick number two hundred and forty-five. So they got so a third round. Is, they got a third round right. out of it, maybe, yeah, right? They got, right? They got third round around. That's not bad. It's not bad. And again, Especially if we're moving one spot. Yeah, that's a value. And again, so and again, you replace Buckner with a with a guy on a rookie contract. Yeah. yeah, Nova's right. Is that that's the uh, thing? Is that did the Panthers make a mistake? and not trading back and being able to get in their guy. The Panthers need players. That's the thing is that we we are may split hairs over Simmons, Brown, Kinlaw. You can name the names. Mm-hmm. We need bodies on defense. It would have really mm-hmm. been nice to be able to double dip on defense and have a top. We got, what, the 38th pick or something like that? Um, yeah. Yeah. We can still hope for the well, second round. We can, hope, we can hope we can move is, back in a second. Yeah. My personal hey, belief re- is if you already have a franchise quarterback or you're not sure about getting a franchise quarterback in the draft and you pick top 10, you should always be looking to trade back. Possibly. Somebody is I mean, always looking it, it to, talent, somebody's yeah. always looking to move up. Well, to well, me, this – Right, this you – know, this draft, though, has signaled that outside of Herbert and Tua, no one's of interest. Because if they were, once Herbert went, yeah, we would have seen Love gone at this point. So right now, Cody, do the Panthers do something crazy and try to get a quarterback in the second? Patriots might take one. I mean, hey, dude, Marty Hearn is a general man. Well, would you be upset if they got the love kid in the second at 38? I would, because I'm not sure of love as a prospect. Anyway, I would, I like, I would rather still hurt and take from out there. I mean, there's still Jake from is not going to be it. I wouldn't be upset for this reason alone because it's the same thing I said. Uh, about her. There's more than 10 Justin people Herbert. in my man's house. There are or more than Jordan 10 people Love. in the house. Hold on. I wouldn't want Jordan uh, Jordan Love or Justin Herbert to start next year. 
But because we have Teddy Bridgewater, who's been around, who knows how to play, I mean, it, I go back to the same thing. Joe Burrow in 2018 was not the player that went number one this year. No, the sir. The, the system matters. Drew Brees would not be the player that you know today without Sean Payton. And exactly. that's just the truth. So, so yeah. I'm pretty much that with Belichick. So what I'm saying is if you take a, a talented player like Jordan Love, give him time to learn the ins and outs of the quarterback position and protect him. Dude, he has a cannon for an arm. His mm-hmm. mobile. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have no problem with Jordan Love uh, in the future, but it goes back to we wasted a third-round pick on Will Greer last year. Waste. That mm-hmm. was the worst. Year. That was the worst pick of – Herney's second tenure. Hey, yeah. guys, pardon me. Well, he had one game, uh, right? Give I the mic to Nova Black game. real quick. Hey, hey, real quick, I wanted to touch on what Cody said as far as Drew Brees. If you go on Drew Brees' first three seasons alone, you wouldn't want to give up more, no more than a second or a third round pick for that guy. He really yeah. didn't blossom into his fourth season. And they still traded him away with such an amazing season. Him and Teddy Bridgewater is like the same guy. And how, how my guy said it in alternate universes. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, before we get anything else, man, uh, it's 10 o'clock. I got to wake up in like six hours. So Gene, Tony, you, Cody, Nova Black, T-Money, C3 Nation, Gene, everybody out there. Thank you all for coming tonight. It was great talking to you all. I may change my opinion by Tuesday. Why don't right you now, strike and stay on the fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, if I strike, I don't get paid. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. But, uh, so, like I said, I may change my opinion by Tuesday, but for right now, Matt Rule and Dave Tepper, you can, uh, you can ice up. Hey, uh, Greg yeah, is so, uh, Greg is an employee <laughs> of the postal system, so that's where the strike reference comes from. There is uh, it's a postal. Greg, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry you couldn't go to sleep uh, knowing that Isaiah Simmons was a Panther man. I'm gonna shotgun two beers and then I'll be able to go to sleep just fine. I heard that, man. <laughs> I heard that. Y'all have a good one, man. I'll see y'all uh, Tuesday night. I'll probably talk to the rest of y'all tomorrow. All right, so who's on the clock By the way, now? I wanted to mention here real quick. Um, um, we were talking about Dave Gettleman throwing that uh, mask on earlier. Um, it's a tweet from Zach Rosenblatt saying, just FYI, Dave Gettleman was wearing a mask because he went through chemo two years ago and there's an IT person in his house. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, no, all right. Okay. That makes a whole lot of sense now. <laughs> or you could just wash your um, hands, but all right. But uh, hey, uh, a real quick update, because uh, I know T-Money is dependent on me for picks. Uh, the Denver Broncos select Jerry Judy at 15, and now the uh, the 28-3 to Atlanta Falcons are on the call. Oh, I got a Falcons guy. This, I got to send him the link. This draft couldn't feel any better for the Broncos. So, I thought Jerry Judy should have gone higher. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm surprised that uh, C.D. Lamb is still on the, the, the Broncos board. wanted a wide what? receiver so bad and they didn't even have to move. Yeah, Lamb is still on the board. 
Yeah, that was the perfect pick for Denver. That's what they wanted, man. That could not have gone any better. Now you got, uh, what is it, Sutton and Biddy uh, in Denver? Yeah, Cortland Sutton. Some weapons. Um, yeah, uh, uh, who was the um, the tight end that they drafted? Who, the Broncos? Uh, Noah Fan. Yeah, didn't they yeah, draft Noah, Noah Fan? Fan? Yeah, they drafted yeah, they Noah, Noah Fan. Yeah. I liked him coming out. Because they were talking uh, when I was listening to that station when I was trying to find out the thing, the information uh, about the Henderson uh, rumors. Um, I listened to the Denver station for a little bit, and they were talking about how how can we trade up to now, get a wide receiver question. or corner? Because that's what we need. We need is, wide receiver uh, that's what brought up, the, brought up the Henderson conversation. I don't watch the Broncos. Is Drew Locke really – did he really look that good to where they have all this – Crazy faith in him. He I mean, looked better than Will Gray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey man, did y'all see that clip of uh, of uh, Drew Lott, uh rapping? Uh, uh, yeah, he was rapping Jeezy or something. Yeah, he was rapping Jeezy on the sideline. Yeah, I had to admit he won some points right there. But I yeah, he was, he, he was the right answer right when I went to training camp, though, and I seen him pump fake three times on a screen pass. I said, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> oh no! If you got a triple guess on a screen pass, you're not gonna be that guy right now. I just think that he was but... gonna lose a he was gonna lose a backup job to Kyle Allen. But yeah, Matt Rule said he thought Will Grill was as pro ready as any other quarterback. In that draft, do you guys forget uh, about that? You know what? Hey, Nova, 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 Nova. He remember the last everybody. time? He, he do complimented you re- everybody he tried to recruit and couldn't get. Do you remember the last time we listened to that pro ready shit? His name was Jimmy Clausen. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.